0: What's up everyone? Uh how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Today we have an awesome guest. His name is Eric Radloff. Also known as Oku Doxage. Yeah, one of straight up one of my favorite artists. Um and we're also becoming friends, which I'm hyped about. Uh Okudoxage and the Nova Darlings have been playing some shows together, which I've been, like, very stoked about. Um, and we had a show on Saturday. Um, it's now Monday. Uh, Truesdale played, and Baby A, and Mars Rodriguez at the Lexington. Boy, oh boy, was it a good time. Um, I distinctly remember talking with Eric... And uh, Larry from the Nova Darlings about uh, bread making for a while, and we were just like, because um, that's kind of my conversation piece at this point in my life, because I've been making bread sometimes, and so that's my like, that's my go-to fun fact about what I've been up to lately. Um, and so, and we we're just talking about like, bread is so crazy. Like every civilization figured out how to make bread. And it's not, like, a super intuitive process. I don't know. So we were talking about, like, when does a society figure out how to make bread? Like, what's the critical sort of mass? Um, and what is happening, like, right before that, you know? Because, like, to make wheat into flour alone is insane, <laughs> you know? And then to, like, cultivate yeast somehow? Um, that is just... Guys it's friggin' in- bread is so nuts and it's so old. Um very wild. Uh, anyways, I've been having really crazy dreams recently. Um I feel like last night I had a dream. Maybe it was a couple nights ago. I for sometimes my dream timeline gets all messed up. They all blend together because they're really absurd and they kind of like turn on a dime with no real reason. Um I had this like dream where I was like at this motel And there's a swimming pools on, like, every level. There were, like, five levels to this motel, which was weird. And, like, in every single swimming pool were these, like, dolphins. But they were kind of swimming like sharks. And then (laughs) it turns out that they were rhinos. (laughs) So I, like, called animal helper people. I don't know. And then they came up and they were like, oh, rhinos again. And I was like what are you talking about And then I watched every single shark dolphin get out of the pool And they all had little legs And they were rhinos And then every single shark dolphin gave me a hug It was so weird Oh man Had so much ice cream last night uh, And I just was like eating like a pig yesterday Um, But I woke up today And I I made some lists of things I'd like to do and Listened to Sarah Vaughn Took a nice walk Um, yeah, so, it's never too late to start, start, uh, start over, you know? Every time, uh, yeah, I go about, like, a week before it all kind of falls apart. (laughs) So it's Monday. Monday's a nice time to kind of have, like, a mini little renaissance in your life. So I'm at the, I'm at the dawn of it, which is so fun <laughs> so the, what I've my, the trick I'm trying to pull on myself is like not not overdoing everything so that I get fucking sick of it in a day <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep you guys updated next week with how the sustainability of my just various practices go you know I'm a domestic little boy I'm a bes- domestic baby boy and I'm gonna try to keep it boring this week so that I can Get some shit done And be wild in my Art And my thoughts And such Um But I realize that I Am just a very Uh I don't want to say fragile But fragile You know Or I'm just like very Delicate Or sensitive Just like physically You know Like my My constitution gets very ruffled And it really just
1: whew,
0: brings my whole world to a grinding halt. <laughs> so I'm going to try to, uh, just like, you know, be be nice and gentle to myself, oh yeah. All right, guys, Oku Doxage, he shares some, uh, some new songs with us at the end, so stick around for that, or skip ahead if you're just trying to hear some tunes, um... I love you. I love every single one of you. Nova Darlings have a show on June 15th. More on that later. Yeah. Okay. I hope everybody's having a nice day today. I hope everybody had a nice Mother's Day. Mother's Day, strange. For many reasons. Because mothers are strange. Because mothers are people. And relationships with other people are very strange and jaunty. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes. And aren't we all each other's mothers? In a way, in a past life, I was your mother and you were my mother. And we should treat each other as such. And we should treat ourselves as our own mothers. In the sense of gratitude. Not in the sense of resentment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Enough of that. It's time for the podcast. Goodbye, Mom.
1: Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking, Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sudden star.
0: Your headphones working? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sick. What's up, man? Hey Mackin. How's it going?
2: It's good. Thanks for uh Thanks for talking with me.
0: Uh, yeah, of course. On a, on a recording. Yeah, man. How is your day going?
2: It's good. It's a lot better now that I have this smoothie. It's really good.
0: Oh, yeah. I texted you about this smoothie. A lot. Several texts.
2: Over over days, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. I was trying to play it cool, but <laughs> I'm sure you saw right through that I was planning on making you a smoothie.
2: You did ask me, do you like smoothies? Like, four days ago.
0: That's true. That's true. Asking for a friend. No reason. <laughs> How do you usually start your days?
2: Um, I start my, good question. I start my day, I'm an early guy, um, my, my fiance usually gets up a little bit before me, cause she works a real job, mm. and then I get up, and usually what I do is I clean. I clean my whole, I make the bed, clean up my room. I in the kitchen, I sweep, I clean all the surfaces. Word. And then silence when this is happening, headphones. Silence actually. Nice. And then I don't are you like this? Um my routine it's it works in like waves.
0: Like some mm. like for 2 weeks I'll do the same
2: thing and then yeah. I'll never do it again.
0: Yeah you're like that? Definitely. I don't know if I'm that even even that consistent with it. <laughs> I have, OK. I mean, I have a very rolling like these are the five things I'm going to try to get to today. Ah. And sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't. But I definitely go through phases where I'm like, yeah, I'm like getting out of bed. I like took a walk. I like uh-huh. wrote in a little journal or something. Oh. And then some weeks where I'm waking up and just like. My laptop's, like, still on my bed, and then I'm just, like, going to continue watching whatever I was watching and oh, yeah. having snacks, and that's a strange way to start a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, a rollover of, like, the... The night. The yeah. evening. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the shame around it, but... Yeah. yeah sometimes it happens. I, you
2: know? I... I mean, a lot of my routines aren't very productive routines. They're just... Right. They're just routines. Yeah. Like, I play Mario Kart. In the morning, well, a lot.
0: This is after the cleaning.
2: This is after the cleaning. Yeah. Um. Usually have fruit. I make coffee. Nice water, whatever, and then that's also my music listening time. And sometimes mm. I'll go weeks or months without playing Mario Kart. But right now I'm in a phase where I just like put on and I listen to music for an hour, and I'm just playing Mario Kart Eight. On the Wii U, online. Yes! Online? Online. Heck yeah! I've played those same courses. I don't even know. It'd be 500 times.
0: We a talking, thousand times. Are we talking Moo Moo Meadows? Moo Moo Meadows! <laughs> <laughs> I'm you? way too familiar with the Wii U Mario Kart <laughs> courses. <laughs> Wait, do you do you play online? I don't play online. Uh, I used to... I, I bought a Wii U maybe my freshman year of college. And then... Uh, just played Mario Kart and Super Smash Brothers to infinity and beyond with my friends. There you and go. And then I like sold it in like a weird, like, I'm responsible now mood. Ah. And I got not enough money for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth. And uh, I regret it every single day of my life. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> but I keep telling myself I'm going to get a Nintendo Switch pretty soon.
2: How long have you been saying that?
0: Uh, boy, how long has it been out? Two years? <laughs> I think so. Yeah too many plans dude it's all these books i say i'm going to read all these i'm like uh, threatening to watch game of thrones oh you haven't i
2: haven't ah. no
0: i keep waiting for this like big surgery that i'm going to maybe have one day <laughs> and that i'm going to be on bed rest for two months or something
2: do you know what's funny i actually have a piano student who just got her wisdom teeth out and she said that oh. now she was going to start watching game of thrones
0: oh shit because she's of that. living my dream i know <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, um, man. So what are you listening to during Mario Kart Town?
2: Um, I, right, right now, for a while I was doing, like, the Discover stuff on Spotify, but I it was never satisfying. I don't like the algorithm, mm, or right. the algorithm doesn't like me. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it works. Yeah. Um, but li- lately, I've been listening to the new Big Thief album. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it every morning for five days in a row now. Yeah. I really... Have you heard it? Yeah. I've Do only you... listened to it like three times.
1: But... <laughs>
2: <Only> three... <laughs> well, I listen to it every day for five days, but... Right. Well, that's only five times. Yeah. So...
0: weird. I I really, really like it. I yeah. think it's I think Me it's too. Great. I feel like I need to spend more time with it. I feel like it's arrangements and stuff are like, as is the case with them, it's like, takes a little digesting sometimes. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot already that's, like, jumped out and, like, captivated. Like that song Orange. Oh, yeah. That's such a nice song. That's a great song. And that's the only,
2: like, acoustic one.
0: Yeah. Totally. It was fascinating to hear what they did with the songs. I think there are, like, two songs on there that are on her solo records. Right. And so that was really fascinating to, like, see what the band did with. Like, oh, this is what. It was, like, a cool way to see, like, oh, this is what Big Thief does, you know? Yeah, right. Or I don't know if they wrote that song together or... Oh, that's a good point. I don't know how it works with Like, them. you
2: got this skeletal version of it, and then yeah. you're like... And then you got some A to B, and then you can right. kind of think about yeah. what happened between. Yeah. Um, yeah, which ones... Which ones were there?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's... Uh... Terminal Paradise and Uh, From, I think, are the two ones. Yeah, right. Yeah, and they're like,
2: our drums on them. (laughs) Their drums and more guitar counterpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're so sick, man. Yeah, I I love them. I really love them. They're one of my favorite bands of the past. Whatever, favorite new bands. But honestly, I I I can say this. Most of my new favorite bands are people that I know. Yeah. Which is really... Um, I don't know. I'm very lucky to have that yes. be true.
0: Yeah, I feel you. I know we're both big uh, Rosie Tucker fans.
2: Yes, Rosie Tucker. An amazing person and songwriter and yeah.
0: performer. Yeah, dude. Saw him last night at the uh, Satellite. And that song, Ambrosia. Oh, they played last night. Yeah.
2: Ambrosia, I know. They have to put that Woo! out. That song fucks me up. I know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, every part of that song is like perfect. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's when I could hear that just guitar, or I or I would love to hear an arrangement, but right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, totally. I don't know, but I feel that. Yeah, like when I'm at a Rosie Tucker show, I'm like, this is, this is this is it. You know, like, uh-huh. this is what's up. Uh huh. You know, this yeah. isn't like oh, this is a cool local thing or whatever. It's like no, this is like a great show, and I'm very excited to be hearing these. Songs, you know.
2: Yeah, right. I wouldn't rather be somewhere else right now.
0: Yeah. Who are else are some of your favorite uh, favorite bands? Um,
2: I mean, I have to say it, but I'm not saying it. I love Nova. Thank you, ma'am. I love your new EP. Thank you. I listened to it this morning, and it I legit cried. Oh, <laughs> I <was> word. Gonna- <laughs> I was going to say that to you like as soon as I saw you, but I'm like, I should probably say that. Get his reaction on tape.
0: It's weird when someone says, like, you cried because there's a part of me that goes like, yes. <laughs> but in a way, it's like, I'm sorry that I made you cry. No, I mean. No, but I mean, like, when I cry from music, I'm always like, cool. I'm glad I cried. Yes. It's always a good cry from music never like oh god damn it no (laughs) what the hell Sufjan Stevens yeah my whole day (laughs) dude I actually had to stop listening to Carrie and Lowell because it made me
2: cry too much yeah like I'd just be driving and I'd have like visual impairments
0: word from you know and
2: I'm just like oh my god I can't
0: yeah visual impairments what do you mean when you say that tears oh tears tears okay cool I thought you were seeing visuals oh (laughs) I was (laughs) was like that is a crazy way to cry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no luckily, yeah. luckily I don't have it. I don't actually cry to music I think I, when I saw Rosie play Ambrosia at yeah. the bootleg was the closest I came to crying at, for at music for in a while yeah. which is weird because I cry pretty often I like to consider myself like a in touch emotional person Yeah, but for some reason music in the last couple of years I don't know if there's some deep block in me or something or I'm desensitized but then I'll cry at stupid stuff, like dumb action movies. And I'll be like, what is going on? <laughs> Very strange. Or what did you say? You said a movie trailer in one of your oh, songs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, I've, I finally watched that movie. The movie is called Hello, My Name is Doris or something.
2: Uh, I don't know if I've even heard of it.
0: So it's this guy named Michael Showalter who is in this like improv uh, like sketch comedy group called The State. And he's like also directs movies and it's just about this like old woman who is like like starts to fall in love with this like young guy Schmidt from New Girl uh-huh. uh, at her office and it's I think it's Sally Field. Yeah Sally Field who plays the oh, okay. woman. And so she just like has like a crush on this guy. And she's also like she was taking care of like her dying mother for a while and like then the mother like dies and that was kind of like a large part of her identity. And so then she, like, meets this young guy, and then they start, like, hanging out, and then she's, like, going out to, like, raves and stuff with this guy. Whoa. And so she's, like, trying to, like... It was also on a day where I had planned to see all my friends from Orange County, where I'm from, like, during college. So, like, we had some text thread that was like, hey, guys, let's all go to this movie at this certain time. I forget what the movie was, but no one showed up, <gasps> and I, it was, like, some thing that we, you know, it was just a pl- all plans fell through. So I was was in a very, like, vulnerable (laughs) internal mood, you know? Sure. And then I saw this movie trailer for this, like, old woman who's, like, just, like, you know, trying to get back into life and stuff. And I was just like, fuck, dude. That one (laughs) one got me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You were primed for that, though. Yeah. I don't know why trailers
2: affect me. Dude, sometimes trailers are better than movies. True. They just, I don't know what it is sometimes I want a whole movie that would just be like a succession of trailers it's sort of like you know anticipating a vacation is yeah. way better but I I don't even I used to be like oh did you know that that's true but now now I don't think that's true
0: yeah, what that anticipating a vacation is better than the vacation yes yeah
2: I don't I don't believe I get it um, maybe I've experienced that but
3: yeah I don't know.
0: I feel like if
2: you're I'm, never mind I'm just gonna say sound, sound
0: like <laughs> well do you take like formal time off? I mean uh, no. like yeah, so I feel like for for people in lanes like like more freelancy lanes, it's there are these less defined sort of like this is the work week, this is the not w- working time that's true, so I feel like that may affect the <laughs>
2: I think that definitely affects it.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. Actually. No. I was, it's just it's interesting because I think about it because it works it works two ways. It's like no one tells you when to start, which can be great. Yeah. Or it can be debilitating.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Or no, and also no one tells you when to stop, which can be great and also debilitating. You know. Yes. So you can do things whenever you want, but it's also like sometimes you're not doing anything, uh-huh. sometimes you're just like going way too hard. Yeah. And you need someone to be like. You should take a vacation, buddy.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some I know, I I think like lots of artists, I'm and I'm working on this, but I tend to think in extremes. So mm. it's either, you know, like I'm I'm killing it, I'm doing great, or like I am you know, wasting my time or I'm yeah. not you know, like obviously in the middle is probably where it is actually true. But I yeah, I think that sometimes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I my life is so easy. But then sometimes right. I'm like, no, it, it's really hard, actually. Yeah. No one is telling me that I have to do anything. <laughs> Most people wouldn't do anything then. Yeah. I do think sometimes. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's great. And you're just <laughs> like, fucking, I'm going to big, long lunch. See ya. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then sometimes it's like, oh, man, I wish I had a small purpose right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's why i'm fascinated by routines and stuff especially of like freelance creative types you know yes there was a book i read called uh daily rituals and it was all about like different creative people through history and kind of what their routines were and that's literally the whole book it's just like very surface level it's just like Uh, Beethoven, woke up at this time, (laughs) like, had this kind of breakfast, like, had this, this was his schedule, Yeah, and it was like, this person fucking stayed in bed till 2 p.m., and then like, (laughs) dragged their typewriter into their bed, and that's where they did all their writing, and like, all this wild shit like that.
2: I want this book now.
0: It's pretty good. I only read the, if I had the physical book, I'd lend it to you, but I do a lot of audiobooks. Ah. So I did, which, the bummer about audiobooks, you can't give it to your friend.
2: Right. I, I should be like this by the microphone, shouldn't I?
0: If you want to, man, I, I'll adjust to where you want to sit. I definitely should, though.
2: Cool, um, man. Okay, wait. I actually want to write this down. Daily rituals. Daily
0: rituals. It's a fascinating one.
2: Um, I love, I love that you said Beethoven because I love, I love classical music.
0: So heck yeah, I would. I don't know that much about classical music. I yeah, to come out and say it right now. <laughs> Well, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were hoping to have a very stimulating conversation about Beethoven deep cuts. (laughs) I don't
2: know the deep cuts, though, man. I just know... No, I actually do know some deep cuts. I'm kind of a nerd. Daily routine. Daily rituals. Daily rituals. But it's about routines. Confusing. Ah! I found it. Okay. Um... But I, f- I found a graphic one time online where it had just sort of like a, I don't know, it used bars or a, oh. or a pie chart. And it showed like the amount of time allotted or throughout the day, like Benjamin Franklin or yes. you know, Beethoven or whatever.
0: I think whatever. the person that made this book made that pie chart. I think I saw that pie Are chart. Are you serious? And I was like, what is this? And it goes, you made from this book. Oh. Or maybe I saw them both at the same time. Oh, cool. But I think there might be a link between those. So the book is basically the pie chart. <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> With a guy reading the pie chart. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I
2: want. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's great. I, I actually, no, seriously, I saw that pie chart and I was like, I want, I want a lot of this. I want to be yeah. able to like, you know, people who are very creative and productive and yeah. really great. I want, um, I want to know like what they did just so I can kind of thoughtlessly just try to imitate them and then yeah. sort of let
0: it soak in. Totally. So, I mean, yeah. I literally will go find, yeah. find that now. It's crazy trying to make a structure for yourself because like and Lisa, what I got from that book is that everyone is like so like it was just about like them getting to know their how their brains worked like very well mm. and then trying to like set themselves up for success in the best way, you know? Like wow. each each little schedule was like so idiosyncratic. And tied to the person, which was like inspiring to be like, oh, like, what's my, you know, yeah. what's my Beethoven walk at 2 p.m. or something? Right. I don't remember if he did that. I remember he specifically. He did take a walk. He did? He's I a working guy? He did take a break to walk. A go lot of walk. walks. I was always, I was very like surprised and inspired by so many people that had these regular long walks that they would take.
2: Yeah. So interesting. It's very cool. I wonder. I don't know. I guess, you know, clear your head. I don't know if it's, like, yeah. the motion. Right. I don't know if people are running ideas through their brain or if it's, like, the opposite. Right. If they're just, like, the point is to not. But right when I do it, I guess it's both. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Do you go for long walks? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do much exercise these days. I go through phases, and yeah. I'm in a phase of not doing much exercise. <laughs> and most of the stuff I do is sitting in chairs. And ah. so I've, walks are nice. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, so, like, Oh cool. I try to combine those things so I can like listen to podcasts, but then also like go on a walk. Oh yeah on my on my perfect days, I start with a nice walk. Ah, but that, that's maybe one out of ten days <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I I do
2: walk. I do like to go for walks. Um, I'm trying to do just sort of like I'm gonna go for a, you know like a 20 or 30 minute walk because what I used to do, is when I was in the mood for it, I would just walk for like way too long. Right, so long How that long? My, my black shoes turned orange Whoa. by the by the end of like a few months, like just from the L.A. dust. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, I would walk for hours. I'd walk for. I mean, I sort of had a you know, yeah, I was you know looking for something or <laughs> or whatever, just putting myself out in the world or something. For sure. But
0: no, like headphones or. Just walking.
2: Um. Sometimes, sometimes I'd be listening to music, but most of the time, most of the time I'd just be like walking. Yeah. Sort of like an antenna. I was just like trying to pick up on.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Where in uh, was this in Los Angeles you were doing yes. this walking? I yes,
2: I live just south of MacArthur Park. Okay. So I'd yeah. walk. I'd walk into downtown, and then I just sort of like yeah. walk around downtown, and then.
0: So these would be downtown antenna walks.
2: Yes. Nice. Which is an interesting place to do it, but ne- that wasn't so much like a productive walk. That was like, "What is the meaning of life?" Walk. <laughs> now I'm. Now I have more of a direction. So now I'm like, you know, do the things I need to do, and then I actually do like the. You deserve this. Go go walk for at thirty forty five minutes. Yeah, just to, you know, you're you're doing good. Just go. You'll be happy if you do it. Yeah, sort of around two p.m. Actually, because that's your prime walk time. I, I don't know. I think it's the time that I, you know, people in Spain have the siesta. Yeah, and it's like that, you know, right. early afternoon. Yeah, I feel that every day. Yeah, like one or two p.m. I'm about to crash.
0: That's imp- it's so important. Yeah, yeah. So to take I, a sec and like segment the day and be like chapter one. Complete. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. don't do that enough. I got to get into the siesta life. Again, though, I don't have, I really don't have an actual
2: routine. I'm still kind of figuring it out. But right. But that, that feels good.
0: Yeah. To do that. So what do you get up to after Mario Kart? After Mario Kart, is it Mario Kart and music? Mario Kart and listening to music. Nice. Yes. And you know the courses. Oh, yeah. Right. I know the courses. Um, how you, how, what's Mario Kart online culture like? Are, you, um, are
2: people talking to you? Uh, you can't really talk, but they have, they have some, they have like this lottery between each race. They have like a little lottery where they give you four races that you can, I can't believe I'm talking, they give you four (laughs) races. This is like, I fucking love it. It's the only video game I play. Yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, I've I've played some in the past few years, but they're like, I replayed Ocarina of Time or I replayed super mario world i haven't gotten into any of these like, right. new yeah you know like whole worlds that you yeah. go into intimidating yeah it and it's like a lot of it's just like a lot yeah and i i like the things where it's like hey here's mario kart there are yeah. three buttons <laughs> and you're doing the same thing over yeah and over. but anyway they have this lottery you select they're like do you want moo moo meadows Wario Mountain, my personal favorite. Really? Oh yeah. Interesting. Random or, you know, like ribbon road or something. And then yeah. you get to you get to choose and then they have like a little lottery where they select it and on that screen um they have like some pre-written like, you have, your, like, your little avatar walking around on the oh, bottom of the screen. This yeah. is not interesting at all. No, I think it's fascinating. Okay. Do you
0: have, like, a little catchphrase that your guy always says or something? You, I mean, you can say,
2: like, hello. You can say bye. You can say have a good night. Oh, you can so you say, have, like, a
0: certain amount of pre-written yes, things that pre- you can choose from?
2: Yes. And some of them are, like, silly, like, go easy on me. Or, <laughs> um, good luck. Or... One of them is I'm using tilt controls, which is the most random one because <laughs> <laughs> you can just, it's like, the I think it's when you race and you're yeah. using the controller like a steering wheel. As
0: opposed to the joystick and, or something.
2: Right. So then sometimes people will just smash I'm using tilt controls when they're not right to, you know, to just be, you know, like genius sort of funny.
0: The uh, Nintendo, like... I, like, especially during Super Smash Brothers, you can make, like, random names, and they have, like, all the pre-generated computer names. Oh. And they're some of the fucking greatest names <laughs> this life has. Like what? Dorf, Dorf. D-O-R-F. Just a great name. There's one that I think That's is... Great. Don't, don't hurt me. Maybe the, one of the best. <laughs> my personal favorite is Wizrad. Wizrad. is Wizard. A and R switch. Oh, Wizrad. My. Oh, wow. So there's just a whole deep cut of, like, someone who is just... <laughs> it's just like, hey, like Brian, can you type in a hundred fifty names today? And he was like, fuck uh. <laughs> So I think about it, like that guy was that was his job for the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: good. How many how many band names of the future will be from that? If know?
0: it was exclusively that, I'll be pretty hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what do you get up to after Mario Kart? Time? Oh after
2: Mario Kart. Um I am sort of like up until noon. I mean, I'll like I'll eat um usually make some egg related breakfast. And then um I'll just sort of like noodle for a long time. Like I will um noodle on an instrument or yeah, just
0: putter around the house physically? Yeah, yeah,
2: I'll, I'll I'll musically I will noodle. And it's not really like I'm writing. It's like I yeah. will try playing an instrument that i don't really know how to play. Right. And it's kind of early in the morning. But sometimes i'll do that, but most of the time i'll actually sight i'll sight read piano music. Whoa. For a while. Yeah.
0: How long have you been playing piano?
2: A long time. I've been playing it since i was 6 or 7, i guess. Yeah, Is that how you got into classical music? Um i I took piano lessons, and I always liked classical music, but I couldn't really sight read. Right, it was really hard for me. Can you? Can you sight
0: read? It takes me a long time, even post music school, where I'm just like, yeah. And even I was mostly reading bass guitar, one voice stuff, (laughs) and it was just like, whoo, you know. So I, I can, I. It takes me a second, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I would like to be better at it, but then it it doesn't come up enough for me, you know. Right. It's I, all self exploration stuff, you know. That I feel like that's
2: self splor- the self exploration is. I think my between Mario Kart and lunchtime. I feel yeah. like that's what it is. Where it's like I'm all. I feel like I'm g- just growing, and I'm usually very frustrated while <laughs> between that between that time. Yeah, um, I feel you. But I got into class. I got into classical music because I just started listening to KUSC, which is the radio yeah. station. It's like my favorite radio station. Dude, 91.5. That's it. I um, love the
0: DJs on that radio station. I know, they're so good. <laughs> um, I just think it's funny, like, just because you think of a DJ and you don't think of a classical DJ. No. And so just like having like a DJ personality just being like, <laughs> that was a little cantata. A <laughs> well, well, funny little piece by <laughs> Brahms. <laughs> they, just like their like humor and and it's like it's like very earnest, yeah. And I love it. Like it's so pure. I, it's so I, it's great. I know they 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 legit
2: um, make me laugh sometimes too. Yeah, like I'll like be slapping my knees. I'm like <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm really glad no one can see this. Yeah, I'm just a bit. I'm just a big nerd. Um, but yeah. Um, I love I love sight reading classical music mostly because you on a piano there's only so much you can do and i feel like this kind of gets into songwriting and arrangement right if i feel like if you can make something playable and interesting enough just using like two hands on a piano right then no matter what it will be good once you translate it to other instruments mm. it'll or at least it'll be interesting right like that I don't know. So anyway, when I when I'm reading whatever whoever, yeah. Um I can see like the notes and like where they chose to have all the notes go and right. oh these go up here and these go down there and then this yeah. breaks down, this builds up. And it to me it's all kind of the same as like pop music. Right. In a way.
0: Yeah. Different voices I coming f- in and out. I feel so pretentious right now. Bro, you're fine. I think we <laughs> talked about enough Mario Kart. <laughs> Can we go back to Mario took Kart? Around now? Us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like it's What is what is pretentious?
2: What does it mean? I think I think pretentious means I've looked this up a couple times. I think it means you're trying to give off the impression to be something that you are not. Right.
0: There's like an inauthenticity to it.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: It doesn't strike me as a Yeah. It yeah. strikes me as a very authentic and like you enjoy this music. Yes. You know? Yeah. But I'm fascinated just by the idea of pretension. I think as a, just a person <laughs> who gets called pretentious sometimes. You do? And then I'm like worried that I am am pretentious, but then I'm like, am I? I don't know. I don't think you are. Right. Cool. Well, now we're good. I think <laughs> that you're totally authentic. Hey, thanks, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a quest, you know? And it's, you think about it, you're like, oh, am I doing this for the identity association of it? Right. How bad? Is that always bad? Right. Anyways, I think about this stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's really hard. Um, I mostly try not to care. Right. That seems to be the best approach. (laughs) But it's hard to not care.
0: Right, yeah. Like as if you got up in the morning and you were like, what's the coolest guy doing? Exactly. Mario Kart and Brahms? No. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's who I will be. (laughs) That makes me feel a lot better, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You ever watch uh, the LCD Sound System documentary? No. Should I? It's great. If yeah. you do, if you like their music, uh, I do. Dude, I'm a big fan of James Murphy. There's a author who uh, interviews him, like in the documentary. Like most of the documentary, it's like cutting between their like Madison Square Garden show when they were, oh yeah, when they were like ending, you know, before great. they came back. And uh, so it's like cutting between like prep- prepping for that show and that show. And then this conversation in this restaurant between Chuck Klosterman, this author guy, mm-hmm. and James Murphy, and they're just like two really smart dudes. And oh, just that's talking cool. about shit, and they talk about pretension at this one certain point. And James Murphy's like, "Man, if pretension like leads you to some like quote unquote pretentious book, like you still read that book, like you know, like who cares how how you got there? You yeah. still had that experience. That's true." I think about that sometimes.
2: That's true. It's not it's not negative. Right. It's just like a word to call someone to like make them feel like they should try less hard or something. Right.
0: Yeah. Totally. I don't know. Huh. weird. But what's the opposite of pretentious? Dumb? <laughs> the opposite You're not high-cultured enough. You're too dumb. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, what would... Huh. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes there's, like, anti-pretension, too, where it's like, oh, nothing that fancy for me. Right. I hate fancy stuff. Normcore. Normcore. Or something. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like I derailed you from talking about something interesting. No. No, no, this was good. Classical music. (laughs) Oh, No!
3: (laughs) No!
2: No, I. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to like link those two because I I agree with what you're saying. I just kind of wanted to keep listening to what you were saying.
3: Oh man, about
0: it. I'm curious what you think about these things. Um, I. I read. I read a lot. Heck yeah! Have you always read a lot?
2: No, and I think that I. Um, this gives me help. I yeah yeah, and I'm. When how much older than am I than you?
0: I'm twenty. I'm gonna be twenty four in August. Oh wow! I'm twenty eight. So I am,
2: and I, oh, I'm gonna turn twenty nine in August. Oh, okay. So I'm like so we got like a solid five five years. Wow, yeah. I'm a lot older than you. Rocking. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't think I started reading a lot until I was out of college, but I think I, w- I. It feels like a natural thing to want to kind of catch up. I mean, if you're someone who likes to know things, if you're like someone who wants to be informed, there's a lot of lists on the internet, and there's a lot of stuff telling you this is the best stuff. This is like if you want to really know something, you should read this. This person knew what was up, and I I think – it's not so much that I was being pretentious; it was that I just wanted to know what people were talking about, and I wanted yeah. to be
1: informed.
2: And if that's being pretentious, then being pretentious is probably a good thing, right? But that's not what being pretentious is. But that's right. what you can get called that for
0: trying hard and trying to be smart or whatever, right. and trying yeah. to. And then if you're trying to avoid being pretentious, that's just as like egotistical as. What being pretentious is, you're afraid of, as it is, right? That sounds really crashed and burned, but hopefully <laughs> the idea got across.
2: <laughs> well, if you're worried about it, then you're not really being—I don't know—real. R- like if yeah. if you if you're curious, then you should just go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I, I I'm I guess I'm saying that to myself because yeah, I get I get worried. Like when people get in my car and classical music is playing, I'll change the radio station right away.
0: Totally. I don't want them to like yeah. look at me like that. <laughs> Which is goofy. I get that way. There's always usually improv podcasts playing in my car. Oh, yeah. And so, like, people will get in my car and it'll just be the middle of some crazy improv scene. And it'll just be, it's just like some non sequitur, just like, Grandma, I told you to, like, put the toaster in your butt. And it's like, I just, like, I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to explain where they are, <laughs> what is happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's just fear of judgment so immediately.
2: How much is improv a part of your life?
0: I just listen to improv podcasts all day. Ah, ah. I, I'm just like a big fan of it. I would say it's like my number one like hobby, you know. Oh, so cool. I'm just like constantly just doing it recreationally, just like with my friends, just in conversation. Oh, yeah. Know? Just like me and Carter in the kitchen, just doing dumb bits. That's mostly like, I feel like a hallmark of my friendships. It's just like people that will either entertain whatever bit I'm trying to do or do it with me. You know? <laughs> sure. That is my favorite thing to do. That sounds but really I, joyous. It's it's very fun. I feel like it is like so. I feel like the most free. You know, love, yeah. Love getting giggles out of people. Yeah. That's maybe maybe I, I think I'm, that's maybe my favorite thing in the world <laughs> is making people laugh. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, man. What about you? Have you ever done any your fun? songs make
2: me laugh? Thanks, man. But
0: likewise, the, I mean, my
2: favorite music tends to make me laugh.
0: Yeah. Actually. That's another thing that I feel like sometimes people in songs like are afraid of humor or something. Yeah, and I really like your use of humor in music. Like it feels very genuine. Thanks. And I feel like sometimes people are like afraid it'll come out. Or sometimes I'll feel like people will talk about like Ben Folds in this like novelty way. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh no, you're missing it. Like it's not like a Weird Al Yankovic right which is great too but a totally different quest you know right exactly yeah
2: yeah yeah i think um i like i like music that has kind of all of it like i like stuff that is serious but then like occasionally there's like a little smirk in there right but then i can also feel sad like i I don't know. Yeah. Feels like real life to me. Yeah. It has
0: all the stuff. Why put things off limits
3: in
1: Right?
0: Yeah.
2: Where did you grow up? Where's who was little kid you? I'm little kid me. Um, Where are you from? Was young Eric from Minnesota, Hutchinson, Minnesota.
0: Oh. Yes. What part of is that like a rural part of Minnesota?
2: Relatively rural. Most of Minnesota is rural. Um, Quite rural. I guess most of anywhere is. But. Um, The main center is Minneapolis and St. Paul, and my town is like an hour west from there. Yeah. So, yep, that's where I grew up. What was growing up there like? Do you have brothers and sisters? I did. I have two older brothers, um, two parents, and I, most of my uh, life was living out in the country on a lake. So I lived in a rural town. Like yeah. That's where my school was, but then I mostly grew up out in, and there, it was like sort of a neighborhood. Like there were houses around the yeah. lakes, but no people my age that I really hung out with out there. And it's winter half the year. So right. yeah, I kind of spent a lot of time alone. Yeah. Did you Until dig that I got as my license. Did I dig it? Did you enjoy it alone time? Or I, was it just like, this is, I guess, what it is? I think I was more kind of resigned to it. Right. But I was generally. I think it was positive because I was creative. Yeah. Um so that was kind of healthy in a way. Did you
0: have a musical family? No.
2: Not at all. Who Do got you-, you into piano? I my parents bought a piano for my brothers to learn and they hated it. Right. Um and then I figured out how to play um
3: the
2: free willy song the michael jackson free oh, willy song i don't know That's i played it in thirds what is it called i'll be there no it's not i'll be there it's will you be there anyway it's great but it's yeah, just yeah. like it's just like thirds going up on the piano sort of like rugrats yeah 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 <laughs> I figured out how to play that on the piano, and then after that, I was like, "Oh, this isn't so bad." Yeah, heck yeah! Probably like peace sign, like
0: (laughs) two fingers at a time. Yeah, um, but yeah, are you from a musical family? No, I have musical like uncles. Oh, cool! These two musical uncles that are the most opposite, like rock and roll uncles. Like I have one kind of like '80s metal, hair metal, like kind of glam like Whoa. that side of things
1: yeah uncle
0: with like bleach blonde hair and he like was like in this like seattle metal band and then like what did he play came to la he played the bass guitar oh cool and uh and then i have this other uncle <laughs> that was like like total like 90s indie kind of alt rock stuff <laughs> uncle and they just it's just funny like at you know reunions and stuff just like listening to them just like debate rock albums (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah they're brothers no they're They're not not. they're uh brothers in law
2: ah interesting
0: yeah yeah. Yeah, so yeah oh that's cool but yeah there was a piano in my house and my sisters kind of played it and then i also played it i see was that the first instrument you kind (laughs) of yeah 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 and then i got into bass guitar and guitars and stuff um But, yeah, also, like, a lot of time just sort of alone, you know? Yeah. I lived far away from my school. Orange County. Yeah. Complicated place. There was, like, a fucking white supremacist rally in my hometown the other day. Big bummer. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Orange County is insane. Like, a bunch of sunburnt (laughs) Nazis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And then you have this kind of, (laughs) like, upper crust, like... Kind of. There's also a lot of cool people there. Sure. Anyways, I shit on Orange County on this podcast a lot, <laughs> but there's a lot of great people there. It's a complicated place. Where, where exactly in Orange County? I grew up in Huntington Beach. Oh, okay. Which uh, a couple hundred years ago was known as the Gospel Swamp, which is one of my favorite fun facts about oh. my hometown. <laughs> That's very cool. I prefer to think of it as that as opposed to like this, what it is now, you know? Right. I identify more with this like mythic, like the Gospel Swamp. Right. Sounds interesting.
2: Not the sunburned, you
0: know. Yeah, whatever. it's little, like Monster Energy drinks and Jack Johnson songs, which I like. I like Jack Johnson songs. But.
2: That that sounds a lot like my where I'm from. Really?
0: Yeah, interesting. and actually, <laughs> I have um
2: I have friends, um, from I have a good friend from USC who was from Huntington, and through him, I got to know a lot of his high school friends. Oh, heck yeah. So I know a lot of people from Huntington. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But I mean, they'd be five years older than you. But yeah, I go down there sometimes to Long Beach, to Huntington. There's a
0: lot that's great about that part of the world. Yeah. I I gave it a hard time because of Nazis, yeah. <laughs> which like, you should is deserved, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't be giving Nazis a free ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We really shouldn't. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. It's nice. It's like spread out down there. There's like a little more stillness, which is nice. Yeah, but I'm sure not as much as Minnesota. So as as much as Minnesota. Where are you from? Are you from Minnesota? I am
2: from Minnesota, but there's not Where... as much
0: what. It's like stillness, I guess. Oh, like oh, outness. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that there. Yeah. Cause that's um, what I cause that's where I'm that compared to here, is that's kind of my only reference point. Yeah, it's. Have you been to the Midwest at all? A little bit, kind of just passing through.
2: Oh, sure. Well, then you kind of know. Yeah. Where, where have you
0: been? Have you been to like Illinois or? Yeah, I went to Illinois a little bit. Yeah. Uh, or I think Indiana actually. Oh sure, okay. Yeah, I went to, Indi- but I was mostly in like the metropolitan areas.
2: Okay, I mean, yeah, it's it's an interesting place. I. I'm a lot of me misses it. Um and a lot of a lot of artists I really admire are from there. I don't know if yeah. that's just because I relate to them on some fundamental like it's in my DNA right. type yeah. thing. Um What artists? Uh well, like my favorite band is David Foster Wallace. He's like my new favorite band, you know? Whoa. Like he's my new
0: <laughs> Radiohead. I was obsessed with him. Yeah. For the past like five years he's someone who gets thrown around as like a pretentious guy too exactly yeah and you read that it's like why why is he the <laughs> go-to like oh you think you're smart author yeah <laughs> i know i know i mean, pro- I also enjoy- i don't know that much i've only read like one of his things but yeah which one so great i just read um you gotta tell me brief interviews with hideous men you read that one yeah that was my first one. Oh my god which is just a little short prose pieces right um but that's that's sort of a tough one that's a dark one too it's dark <laughs> it's very dark that might be his darkest thing oh really yeah yeah a, a girlfriend of mine was reading it and oh, she cool. was like you gotta check this out and then she like read me one thing and i was like cool and then we broke up and then i took two years and read it <laughs> ah like i read it so slowly i'm a very slow reader <laughs> oh i'm pretty slow too actually yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um
2: I like to my excuse is that I like I feel like I'm soaking it in. Yeah. But no, I'm just really just slow. Yeah. I feel you <laughs> um, He's
0: so funny, dude. Yeah. Like, that's one thing I feel like that doesn't necessarily get talked about. Like he's just like so He's fucking hilarious. He's a funny <laughs> guy. Yeah. He's yeah. Re- yeah, he's really
2: funny. Um but sort of I think that might be why I like him so much. He's very funny. Is he, oh, he's always from that- the Midwest. Uh, yes he's yeah he's from uh he's from illinois um and he moved to um the east coast He went to Amherst do you know where that is
0: I think i heard that a bunch of times though
2: i i don't even uh, but i know that he lived in Boston. Or, or or I think he lived around there for a while. But anyway. Right. It's just kind of curious to hear about like the Midwestern, you know, the Midwestern boy who goes to the yeah. coast for college and then right. has that kind of blend of experiences. Right. um And then he ended up moving back to Illinois. Mm. But I think it, I like, I like him... I think I relate to him because, like, I also left the Midwest, but I went to the opposite coast. And a part of me sometimes wonders, like, I don't know how you feel about this. I, I, like, sometimes in the back of my head, I'm like, should I have, should I have like, lived in New York for yeah. a little bit? Do you do you ever feel that way?
0: Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Especially because I grew up in Southern California. Sure. You know? So yeah. I was like, and I grew up not, you know, feeling like I fit in super much here. And so, like, I didn't feel, like, identified with it. I wasn't, like... SoCal is me, yeah, yeah. And so, like, and then I would, so I was, I was like, oh man, like, what if I went to the East Coast? What would my life be like? That's what I was hoping to do. But then I like saw the school that we both went to, and I was like, oh, these, this is cool. I like these people. I want to be here. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's just like I don't know if it's momentum or, you know, or if this is where I don't know. But this is where like my life is built now. Yeah. And like these are the things I'm more interested in than like. A fantasy,
2: you know, right? New York does have. There's some magical,
0: yeah, very mythic place. Yeah, feels like it would be hard to be broke there. I will say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that LA is the cheapest place in the world, but I feel like you could do stuff for free. Yeah, <laughs> you could walk
2: to the park and stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. That combined with the weather almost just makes it worth it by itself. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: but. Um, what is it about David Foster Wallace that he, I
2: on? um I think he's really funny. I also think he's s- serious and yeah. sad. Yes, he talks
0: about like In the same s- sentence sometimes. All those things.
2: Yeah, great. Yeah, I know long sentences sometimes, but that's still impressive. I had to throw that in there. I yeah, I think that he it he's just very thoughtful and he he just points out things that like i've thought about or you know or he points out things i haven't thought about and it seems to be like the first time it's been pointed out in that way and i'm like oh that's yeah. a that's a great way of putting it yeah um but yeah i think he he just has a unique style it's really it grabs me yeah i don't know um there's there's actually some controversy surrounding him lately. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I know that he... I think how he's treated his past girlfriends.
3: Oh, no. Yeah,
2: there's some sort of... Like? Like, internet... Like, people are saying out on the internet, saying wow. things that happened to them.
0: Oh, really? Which is unfortunate. Like, abuse stuff? Like, emotional or sexual abuse? E-
2: yes. And I don't know... Like, really, really bizarre things. Like, I don't... Like, sort of, like, stalky things. Hmm. Or, um... Yeah, just weirdly aggressive things. Right. Um... I don't think... It's weird, though, because I don't... I don't think it was so much... Like, he was using, like, his position as, like, a celebrity or his stature to, like... Use his position of power to right. overpower someone or influence someone. I think that he is just like sort of, and he could be aggressive or angry, right? Um, which doesn't it's not better, but it's right. But it it sounds like it was that to me, right? But anyway, so that that kind of came up, and I'm, I made me sort of be like, oh, you know, gotta look at him in a new light, because like For I was sure. obsessed with him, yeah. And this is probably where the pretentious. Stuff surrounding his name comes from because, like, I was a straight up fanboy. Yeah, I was obsessed with him.
0: I would. It's like Radiohead. Like a lot of people attribute Radiohead with pretension too, and it's like I fucking love Radiohead, (laughs) man. I know. (laughs) That's so good. I know. So
2: I'm. I'm probably a part. I'm probably a part of that. But anyway. Yeah. I. I. He isn't. He is an artist from the Midwest that I really admire. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I like it. I like the. I like the fact that the Midwest is like in the middle of the country. It's literally, you know, flyover. Um, but then when you get the blend of like the coastal, sort of like the intellectual coastal or like, you know, progressive ideas mixed right. with like the kind of hometown. I, I don't know, I don't know what the Midwest brings to the uh recipe, but there's yeah. something I can relate to in it. For sure. Down-to-earthness. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you certainly hear people talk about those two parts of the country as, like, at odds, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, especially, like, a David Foster Wallace character who's, like, from the Midwest who then goes off and then returns. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there's a union there of, like, American identity or something. Maybe that's it. Heck, yeah.
2: Yeah. But. Weird. Yeah, I like that. Kanye is from Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm big Kanye fan I am not all of it yeah but I re- some of it I really love some of it was really inspiring to me like made yeah. me think of music differently
0: right um so yeah were you playing in bands and stuff as a kid um I like when did you start like writing music and stuff
2: do you want to hear the first song I ever wrote
0: yes 100% I'm gonna
2: you know what let me figure out the chords, really quick. Please, I've never, please I've do never this. played chords to this. Actually, I remember being in kindergarten, and I was. Can I can I mic you up
0: while you're doing it?
2: <laughs> this is not even worth it. This is a this is a 10-second song. Okay. Um, I was out on the playground, and I th- and I imagined this song. It just came out of me. How old are you? I am six or something. He goes. Uh sitting in the shower for a half an hour. Why don't you go out with me? Then we both can really pee. <laughs> that was
1: it.
0: That's the best, that's the greatest song I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> then we both then we both can really pee. I like that part. It's like first they're alone. <laughs> And they ask someone to go out, and then
0: not only can they both pee, <laughs> they can
2: really pee. They can
0: really pee. Like that, there have been these alone <laughs> pees that are like bullshit, <laughs> that are just fucking fake ass surface level pees. And then when we get together, that's when the real pee is gonna go down. And that is why you want to be with anyone <laughs> so that you can be real good. So with them. You- <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And that that was all in the mind of the six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I was also thinking about asking people out for the purpose of going <laughs> Pete. <laughs> I know. I don't... That is innocent and wonderful and strange and great. Yeah.
2: I like the random tempo change, too. Because before it's like, <laughs> it's sort of
0: like, a boom, da-boom. And then as soon as it's go out with me, it's like, that's like the perfect proto Oku Doxage song. <laughs> it kind of is.
3: <laughs> I.
2: It's funny you say that because, so I, I guess to answer your question, I I always kind of imagine songs in my head. And I think playing piano helped um, me hear multiple things at one time. So I could hear, like, I could hear, I could hear, like, person singing this, and then I can sort of hear like a chord or, right. or bass move. I didn't know what it was, I don't think, but I right. could sort of hear like, yeah. if I sat down on the piano, I could play it and be like, this is what I meant to do. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think that was really, I think that was helpful. And I would always write songs, but I wasn't really in bands. I like to write songs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I would write piano pieces and I was I actually went to classical composition uh, camps wow. which I actually now teach at I teach songwriting at these summer the summer camp every That's year sick. it's great it's an ama- it's an amazing camp with amazing brilliant creative kids it's between it's like 12, 12 years old to 20 years old you can come and nice there's like a classical component and a songwriting component but anyway I was afraid to sing. I never liked to perform. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have wor- you know words say what you actually mean. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so I would write melodies. And basically, I'd write straight-up songs, but then I would just play the melody in my right hand, and I'd just play the chords in my left hand. And then I'd, re- and then I'd record them, and they'd just be sort of like really boring. You sort of just like new-agey piano. Music. Yeah. So that's what I started doing, and then eventually, eventually, I got like a microphone and a recorder, and I had I had this. It started out as joke bands, and then we recorded, and it was a lot of recording. Like Interesting. me and my best friends in high school, we would just record a lot of funny songs. Yeah, a lot of them are really offensive, really mean, straight up <laughs> mean. Like call out people's names,
0: just really people that you knew
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. were yeah. they
0: for was this in the age of the internet would they ever go on the internet or no. were they just for you guys
2: i think we put one of a one of them up on the internet but it was mostly just for us right there was one time where we there was this, my first band was called the dock brothers because we would go out on the dock on my lake and then we'd like play music out on the yeah. on the dock so we called ourselves the dock brothers what were
0: you playing in the in the dock brothers
2: G- uh, guitar Nice. Acoustic guitar and then that was mostly what it was. It was just some like fifteen year old singing over a guitar. Yes. But we um Yeah, we recorded this one really vulgar album, which was our first one. And then I think people started like kind of passing it around.
3: Oh wow. The high the
2: high school. Like there was this there was I was in football for a couple years and there was a senior on the football team who was like, I heard your I heard your album with your band and I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> That's bad. I can't believe you heard that. Um but anyway, yeah, it's it was sort of just yeah, it wasn't on the internet, but it did kind of work like a this, meme. It yeah. had like a it had a thing. Was it like CDs that people were passing around? Yeah. Peop- yeah, like burned yeah. sort of like bootleg kind of thing. Whoa. And then we made there was one album that we made where we made three albums. We made the first one, and then the second one, we actually properly recorded it. So it had, like, drums on it, and, like, I don't think we knew what bass was, so we had no bass, but we had, like, keys and, and What are guitar. you recording into? A Fostex 4 or 8-track, like, digital recording box thing. Okay, cool. And we had a microphone. we do, like, direct in, and then it was sort of, like, it had, like, four little mixing things. Yeah. When when GarageBand came out and like I got a laptop before college, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god! I can't believe I've been recording on this!" Like, it was like destructive digital yeah. like recording, right? So that's what we were using. So the quality is pretty bad, but anyway, we we recorded an album on there and then we sold. We like went around and asked people if they wanted to buy one for five bucks, and then we made enough money to. We were borrowing a recording machine, and then we bought our own one. Nice. So, that was, like, the one entrepreneurial Hell yeah. thing I ever did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yes, yeah, so that's that's what it was. Never really performed live, though. Just kind of wrote songs and recorded, but right. all, the, all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's sick. How yeah. did you, like, were you inspired by, like, did, how did recording, like, occur to you? Was uh, it just, like, the thing you're like, oh, this is what bands do? I don't know.
2: I... Um, I made those pian. I made the piano music and then I would record that. Mm. I think I, he- we heard this other band at our high school. They had this recording machine. It yeah. was like a little red box. And then we heard that they had made recordings and we knew we were really good friends with one of the guys in that band. And we we're like, yeah. can-, can we borrow it? Yeah. So then we just borrowed it, made this one album and then we made enough money to buy another one yeah. And, yeah and i think after that it was like oh this is this right. is fun this is
0: yeah cool it's interesting that you say that there was this like four track thing because now like i feel like maybe this is me just connecting dots that aren't there but i feel like there's like a there is like a minimalist Approach to some of those Oku records, you know. Yeah. So I wonder if that like plays into that, where you're like, okay, I got these four things. <laughs> I probably, yeah, to a degree, a lot. I could
2: tie a lot of things into that, um, that time. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm. I think that honestly, at its core, I'm pretty lazy in a good way <laughs> I think I am because if something to me isn't isn't hitting me or it's not interesting at it's at it's core or whatever yeah. like I don't want to polish a turd right so if it's to if to me it's just not I don't know if it's just not doing it I don't even right. want to I don't even want to begin decorating it yeah So, but then if something is good, then I don't want to cover it up too much either.
0: Right. So then. Like you were talking about with the two hand. Yeah. Nucleus. Yeah. Exactly. It's so interesting that like, I feel like I don't know too much about like composers, workflows and things like that, but so many people star on the piano and then they become these full orchestra things like you were saying, where it's Mm -hmm. like, if it can get down to this, you know, two hand thing and it works there. Then when you if you build it out from there, it'll be sick.
2: Then yeah. I, I, I don't know how they do it. I wild. have no idea. I don't yeah. think I'll ever be able to. My, especially
0: back in the day when it was just paper. I know.
2: <laughs> that I know. That is really impressive. <laughs> Very
0: wild. What classical music do you gravitate towards? I um I don't know too much about it. Uh nothing nothing
2: too obscure. Like I love I love Beethoven. I love Bach a lot, mm-hmm. and recently, I can't help it, I have like an authority thing where if like I hear that yeah. a composer I admire really loves another one, then yeah, I will be like, I must like it now. Right. So Handel yeah. was Beethoven's favorite composer. So oh, now really? I'm like, but, and before I was like, mm, I don't really like it, but now I'm like, oh, it's so great. Right. So I love that, and then I love WC a lot. Word, I think those are the ones that I yeah. like the most. But I really, I love, I really love all of it.
0: How do you approach? Because like the world of recording and classical music is something that fascinates me. Because like yeah. popular music, like we usually fall in love with one particular recording
1: of a right. song right. and
0: an arrangement, you know. And so it's like all kind of tied in together with this like the perform, like the players playing it. Because the tradition like came. To be in the age of recording, uh-huh. so that's like really part of it, you know. Uh-huh. But classical music, there aren't necessarily like, oh man, you gotta hear this recording. There of- are though. There are. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm wrong. Heck yeah.
2: But, but it's but it's a live but it's like a live thing though. That's the that's the other thing that's weird about right. And it's not so much how it's recorded, which I think a lot of popular music is. It's like. Especially now when people are like, ooh, let's make it retro, let's make it like wobbly, let's make it really clean, let's make right. it really v- like how you record the sound right. with classical music it's still mostly like how is it performed? What tempo is it performed uh, at? You know, how much did they make use of dynamics? Right. Um that's a really interesting Just well, I guess I <laughs> when I like point. look
0: up a piece I like there are so many different versions so of many. it. And as a person without I guess like a frame of reference in that world, I'm like, what fucking recording do I listen to? I know. What is the good one? (laughs) You know? Leonard Bernstein is always great. Word. And um Okay, so you do you like kind of get to know different like conductors? Conductors
2: but I don't even know that much to me. Orchestras.
0: Yeah. Conductors and orchestras. Or or if it's
2: like a piano concerto there might be like a very great piano player right yeah um especially if it's like a really difficult thing like glenn gould
0: is really famous for right
2: for for playing bach
0: yeah 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 but i don't know i don't that's know a inter- lot of that's them that's so interesting like getting to know like because you have the composer and then also the the performer you know? yeah and like getting to see like getting to appreciate what choices that the performer is making yeah That's so, that's like a crazy another level that I've, (laughs) it's really, honestly, I feel like it's intimidating to where like, sometimes I'm like hankering to listen to some classical music and then I'll, I'll kind of see that that I have to learn all these things and I'm like, oh no. (laughs) I know. I, I agree. It's just pressure I'm putting on myself, but you know. It's like the pressure of the internet though. It's like, there's
2: too much good stuff to choose because it's like, if it's recorded and they're trained classical musicians, it'll always be good. Right, yeah. Very rarely will you be like, this wasn't a good performance. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Um right. That's why That's yeah. why I like the radio. I like that I don't right. have to choose. I just am like, Yeah. this is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you – what do you think about the internet, Macken? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really curious. Really? Uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Do you think it's a force for good? Force for evil? Both? Do you think – we'll spend less time on it in the future than we do now? Or do you think Whoa. we're just at the beginning?
0: What do you think about it? Do you like it? Do you spend a lot of time on it? I definitely spend a lot of time on it. I'm definitely not sure how much I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a habit at this point. Yeah. Um, I feel, dude, it's such a cool question, and it's I really want to know all your thoughts on it. It's such an
2: open question. It's a bad question.
0: No, it's a good question. Fuck you. Get out of my house. Um, <laughs> I think it's like, I think our brains are not able to deal with what is what what we're being given right now in terms of just the scope of information like I think like biologically like we're we've spent most of human existence giving a shit about like a hundred people, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. Yep. and now we're at this weird time where we can get real time updates about every person and there's more people than ever. Mm-hmm. So I think that has like a strange effect that we're not fully aware of, you know? Yeah. It's just like, Is this, do you ever listen to Duncan Trussell? No. I spend a lot of time just parroting what he says. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but he's a, he's a great podcast guy. Um, and, uh, he basically like, do you know the song limit of your love by James Blake or limit yeah. to your love? Yeah. Um, Duncan Dressel doesn't talk about that song, but he talks about that idea of just, like, we have, a like, a fixed amount of compassion, you know? And, like, if you were to truly, like, mourn the death of every person, you'd be incapacitated. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to do anything. You wouldn't get anything done if you truly let all the pain in in the world, you know? And so something I think about is, like, oh, like, so, like, is this a finite thing? You know, like, obviously, we're trying to work on growing our compassion and stuff like that, but, like, To what extent do we, you know, like if a bomb goes off across the world, it doesn't hit us as hard emotionally as if a bomb goes off next door or something like that. And so I think the internet is really strange for that reason where it's like really testing, I feel like, the limits of our compassion as humans, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, And I think it's like obviously like a lot of stuff can come to light now that hasn't come to light before, whether it's, like, atrocities or something or, like, just communication of just, like, groups finding each other. Um, but obviously, like, there's, like, so many hate groups that have found each other. And of yeah. like, especially I feel like in the last couple of years, there's been, like, a lot of just, like, I don't know, news organizations being, like, what is up with Nazis on YouTube? <laughs> or, yeah. You know? So it's, like... yeah. There's this like crazy underbelly to it where it's like there are these a lot of like far right groups that have seemed to. So it's kind of I don't know. I think like it's like any tool like is religion good or bad? Is a hammer good or bad? You right. Know? Right. It's like I don't know. I just feel like it's a tool. I definitely don't think we're going to use less of it. <laughs> I don't think that would be cool. But, <laughs> but no I that would be wild uh-huh. if we were all just like. We're good on the internet. <laughs> I definitely, I go on Instagram too much like most people. You yeah. Know? Yep. Um, I think it is changing our brains and I don't think we're, we're going to, there's no way for us to, I feel like understand how it's changing our brains because the minute we like understand how it's changing our brains, it's going to be changing our brains in so many new ways. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. It'll just be,
0: what do you think about the internet? <sighs> And also, the internet is weird and great, and like lonely weird people can find each other, and it's awesome, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, there are yeah. like strange bits of like, or like you were saying about the lists and stuff earlier, uh-huh. like
3: incredible.
2: Yeah, you know? yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's great.
2: I, uh, it's such a powerful tool. Yeah, it's like the most powerful tool. Also, what is it? You know, what is the internet? Uh, like it's defining the internet. It's instant. It's instant connection with anything. Anywhere. Yeah. At any time. Right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Right. That's got to be good. I feel like in the long term it will be good. Yeah. I agree. Like the more that we can see each other around the world is probably like, will help people gain gain compassion for other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Something. I I think generally
2: that's working. I think I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was playing Mario Kart today. I'm playing it with people from Japan,
3: yeah. with people
2: from Costa Rica. Yeah. I mean, we're throwing shells and stuff at each other, <laughs> but we're also saying, like,
0: hello. hello. Like, it's great. I'm using tilt control. I'm just using like tilt
3: controls.
2: <laughs>
0: no, we're not so different.
2: Um, yeah, it's... So I think it's really I think it's really neat. I th- um, Duncan Trestle, you said his name was? Yeah, Trussell? yeah. Um, I'll have to check him out. But a lot of stuff that I say will sort of parrot what David Foster Wallace says, or or they or they feel reminiscent of him. But yeah. like, um, like he's an example. I feel like I have spent so much time consuming him, and since I all I've thought about this, like I spent a lot of time like texting people or FaceTiming them, or and and these are with real people that I'm like texting or I'm like liking their photographs online and stuff. And I know them in real life, but like I also know them in whatever online life. And then I feel like then I've also spent so much time with certain people, whether listening to their music or reading them or listening to interviews that suddenly who I feel like I know them. Right. And I think that a part of that is because I spend a lot of time interfacing with other people that I actually do know in the same way where ah. I just sort of like where I sort of just perceive them mm. like I see my my nieces on Instagram and then I see right. my nephews on snapchat yeah and then I see this person in an interview right and i'm I'm soaking them in in the same way
0: so I, I feel like That's so interesting I feel like as opposed to like in the past where it was like, oh, that, you know, this person's in the newspaper. Right. And my friend is on the phone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm not going to find, you know, Duke Ellington on the phone. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's like Duke Ellington's on the phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously they don't, I'm not saying anything to them, but I don't know.
1: That's interesting.
0: Like the blurring of the lines between relationships. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's like that,
3: I don't know.
2: I, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I notice that I feel like that's real to me. Yeah. Um, I know that I, I don't know. I had such like a, a hard time with like phones and stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh, everyone's looking at their phones and like, I felt like an old person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Um, but then, yeah, obviously we're more connected. So I, yeah. I it's just like anything. Can you imagine being around when the television was first invented? Insane. Wouldn't that be? I feel like that would be the craziest. <laughs> yeah. That and the automobile and the radio. I feel like that would be way crazier than being around for the iPhone. As crazy as the iPhone
0: is. Yeah. It's kind of a combination of stuff that has been around already, though. You right. Know, yeah, right. Like Computers are now smaller. And, uh, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like a car, it's like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? What? <laughs> and Just having like no frame of reference for it, being like it's a ho- it's a horse. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess it's a horse. Also, the fact that we still me- measure like engines in like horse terms is yeah. the funniest thing of all time. It's so great. I know <laughs> That we're still processing <laughs> engine strength in the terms of horses. <laughs> Yeah, we're still catching up. This Tesla is like 900 horses, dude, <laughs> insane. <laughs> so wild. Yeah. Yeah, the television would be crazy. I wonder what the, like, I was listening to Alan Watts, like, mm-hmm. do some, it was some, like, audiobook or lecture or something, and he was sort of like, bagging on, like, newspapers, like, people bag on Instagram. Ah. He was like, man, everyone's reading the newspaper the next day. They're more excited about what's in the newspaper, about what happened at the thing they were at, than being at the thing. <laughs> you know, and, like, you see, there's, like, photographs of, like, everyone looking down at their phones. Right. And then there's ones of, like, people all reading newspapers. Right. And, you know, there's probably differences between like reading something like analog versus like having your phone where there's like more, I don't know, like fun colors and ads. Right, <laughs> right. Or something, but. It does sound the same. And I feel like they A were probably the same. the same, like when the TV came out, people were, were like, well, books are fucking done. Yeah, right. <laughs> no more books, yep. you know? Uh-huh. There's probably the same similar like, well, horses, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess we're just going to kill all the horses uh-huh. then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um Yeah. I
2: I I thought about the um the wristwatch. I feel like if I were around for when the wristwatch was invented, Whoa. I would have like flipped. <laughs> That's so true. I would have been like, the sun is my
0: wristwatch. <laughs> I don't need I don't need <laughs> you know these fucking kids <laughs> in their time pieces. Yeah. I would have All the hipsters at high school, like, oh, dude, yeah, it's two o four (laughs) right (laughs) now. Yeah,
2: that's so funny. I know. I mean, so I think I've just sort of, yeah, I just need. I'm, I think I'm eternally. I would have been an old person where I'd been like, sort of like Luddite ish, just like against the new, against the microwave, (laughs) against the airplane. I would only see the bad in it before I would actually start to see the obvious good. So for the internet for me, it's like all that I think about is like AI and yeah. and control and yes. the lack of privacy and right. and fake information. And, you yeah. know, I think about that before I think about all the obvious good right. that it does. So I, and I all need that to... shit
0: is super real that you were saying, you it, know. It is real. I don't think you're being a paranoid like I think those are all very like realistic things that are either happening or are very possible that R- could happen.
2: Right. But I need to remind myself that that's only part that's only half of the coin, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just what it, it's and it's sort of it feels I'm trying to think that if there's any new like Facebook likes, you know, like when that came up and you're getting thumbs up and thumbs up feels good, I'm like, oh, this new thing. But I think that's always existed, that like social capital has always existed. Right. And now it's just been uncovered and, and shown in a new way. Right. And I'm I'm trying to f- remind myself that there's n- nothing has really ever been that new. It's Ooh. just like we're now s- using it in a new way or seeing it in a new way. I'm trying to remind myself right. of
0: that. Yeah, people have always been power hungry and all like egos have always been at play. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can just like quantify it. Right. Just, yeah. And I I wonder if there is like a tipping point where like if it becomes so instant or something or like how short can how short can it get? How short can things get? <laughs> right? You know? <laughs> you can't get any shorter, right? Surely not. Who knows, dude. Wild. Yeah.
2: So what was coming to LA like? Um it was from Minnesota. It was very uh, w- an interesting thing about me is I never really left my hometown. Yeah. When I lived in Minnesota. Yeah. So I hardly ever went into the cities. I never really drove outside of my hometown, so I think no matter where I went, it was going to be shocking. Right. I was going to have some wake-up calls. Yeah. Um so that that just happened, yeah. Um, with LA, and uh, but I mean, my community that I came to was great. My the people on my floor, my freshman year at USC, were wonderful. Um, yeah, it felt like it felt really good. Like I, I, I was a little homesick, especially because I am. I'm getting married in September to my girlfriend fiance now. Yeah, of, congratulations. Like, thank you, Mackin. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. It'll be sort of a continuation of what's been going on for we've been together for a long time. We've yeah. been together for when
0: did you guys meet?
2: Thirteen years. Whoa. Oh yeah. Approaching half-life type stuff. So that's exciting. Yeah. Where did you where did you guys meet? In middle school. Oh heck yeah. We did are, you come
0: to LA at the same time?
2: No. And that was a part of what was so
0: hard. Okay. Was, so did your relationship start? Could you tell me this the saga of your the relationship?
2: Saga, we we started dating um like the summer before sophomore year of high school. Right. So Is this Doc Brothers time? The, yeah, this is actually. Word. And that, yes. Yeah. She she actually told me. The other day she's like, "Yeah, I listen to that CD a lot." I'm like, "Wow. That is so ridiculous." Some I some <laughs> I've been helping her learn guitar and some of the first songs that she learns are songs from that cuz they just what? use all the most basic. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's sweet. We have a lot of memories together. Nice. But anyway, we actually met in middle school, so I always knew who she was cuz our last names were close to each other, okay. so our lockers ah. were there's one person in between our lockers for a couple of years. So we were always around each other. And then, I don't know, we, we had a science class together freshman year, and then we were in choir together, and then just kind of started hanging out. And then we were together all through high school, most of high school, and then um, the figuring out where to go to college, that was a big thing. I was actually... Thinking about going, staying in Minnesota or Midwest at least and like go study like pre med or something. Interesting. But then my dad found, my dad was like, Eric, I think that it'd be great for you to pursue music because you love it so much. So my dad, wow. I know, it's like the reverse of like,
0: what you think it would be.
2: Screw you, parents. I'm going to go do my dream. My parents like basically. They didn't force me, but they really encouraged me right. to
0: consider it. They were the ones championing it yes. as opposed to you. Exactly. Being like, can I please do this? Yes. Word. Which is sort of strange. I, I'm so,
2: I'm like eternally grateful to my parents for many things. Yeah. But that's like, you know, that's one of the big ones mm. life, life altering. So, anyway, got into the program and then. Came out here, but yeah, we, were, me and my fiance, we did long distance all through college, which was very interesting. You yeah,
1: know?
2: college is the first time you're really independent. Yeah, or it feels like it. And, um, was she in Minnesota when you were in LA? Yes. So we had a we had a two hour time difference. Took a while to get used to. You know, there's jealousy on both ends. There's trust. Of course things that happen on both ends. Yeah. we are both stupid
0: in lots of ways. It was Yeah. Yeah. It I, was... I mean 13 years is like a I imagine you would there's probably, you know, probably you probably have grown a lot since you were 15. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have. These are some of the great insights that people tune into this <laughs> podcast for.
2: <laughs> I have. I have changed
0: Right, but I mean if you were in a romantic relationship from that time, I imagine you'd be all kinds of different people, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, we were. But growing together, that must be such like a special sacred thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really beautiful. There was you know wasn't, you know, perfect all the way through, but nothing is, and I mm-hmm. think um, I think a part of me was sort of scared by that, the fact that we grew together and the fact that like we weren't even we weren't even, you know, adults and we started intertwining. Right. Never to be un Yeah. You know, and that I, I thought about that before and I was like, oh, my God. We didn't even know what we were doing when we started doing this. We just started bonding, and then it was like, oh, no, it's too late. Oh,
3: <laughs> till death do us part. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Now now I can really appreciate it. Right. Uh, yeah, it's really. When did you start living together? Spectacular. Um, when, when we both graduated from undergrad. So 2013. Yeah. Yep, she came out here to be with me. Which is a huge, yeah, move, yeah. Um, and luckily she found. Oh, she was going to find good friends no matter what because she's so great. But yeah, she found a good community out here, and now we're both happy. I don't think we'll ever leave. If my parents listen to this, I'm this sorry. Town? Yeah, yeah, I really love it here. Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you like about it? I.
2: I, re- I like the people here.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah,
2: I do. I think... <sighs> but I don't know if I would like the people wherever I was.
0: Right. So. Well, hey, I mean, <laughs> there's dicks everywhere. That's true. There are good people everywhere.
2: Yeah, I um, I love the weather. I love playing basketball a lot. That's Whoa. a big part of my life right now. Heck yeah, and I. Who do you play basketball with? Um, I play with random people who show up at. It's not too far from here. It's sort of by Echo Park Lake. Yeah, um, there are a couple of gyms that we'll go to. Nice. Do you watch basketball? I don't. I don't watch sports at all. Yeah. I like it when I do, but I. Right. But yeah, everyone there. That you know, that's what they talk
0: about. They talk about right. sports because. Yeah. Do you watch sports? No. No. It's it's taken me a while to admit that I just fully don't. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to be a part of it? But yeah, my dad is really into sports. And so that was always like a way that I would spend time with him, you know? Yeah. So that is more what like... So I like, I enjoy sports when they're on, but it's more about like... And now it's funny because I have a similar sort of relationship with Carter now. Whereas like Carter is also my best friend, but if he's watching a basketball game... If he were to leave, I would not continue watching the basketball game. Yeah. But the fact that he's there and excited about the basketball game, I want to like ask him questions and be like, what are you, how, what, what's going on? You know? And yeah. I just like spending time with Carter. Yeah. Even if it's watching a basketball game. And it's similar with my dad. So if Carter's listening to this, you're my dad. Anyway.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. You yeah. get to hang out with your dad,
0: a younger dad. That's yeah. So nice. Yeah. Carter's my young dad. <laughs> yeah. What's your relationship? What's the dynamic like between you and your partner? Um, what um, does she do? Also, you said she has a real job. She
2: is. She studied psychology undergrad, and then she studied. uh, She got her masters of social work. So she is, you know, fighting the good fight. Yeah. Um, she was doing, uh, therapy for a while, and now she's like a, quality assurance. Person, so she she looks at people's intakes and just makes sure that you know things are up to code or uh yeah I'm not doing I I know what she does I cannot I'm doing a bad job explaining it to that's you. okay but
0: yeah what's, um so like between you guys
3: um she it, said
0: she gets up like before you do yeah she but we kind of get up
2: together i don't I don't know it's hard to say from the inside um we laugh a lot together um, we you know just like doing boring stuff we like watching t v we like going for walks we gossip we get deep sometimes we go dance
0: we we
2: really like spending time together, though. Yeah, yeah.
0: When did marriage become on your mind, or like? It's who asked who to marry who? I asked her um, about exactly a year ago now. Yeah.
2: It, yep. We were at um, Zion National Park, which is really beautiful. Yeah, I've never been. It was around sunset. Yeah it's it's like you it's like the Grand Canyon, but you're in it. Wow. So and the Grand have you seen the Grand Canyon? Dude, I haven't. Oh my gosh. That I've only seen it once. And wow. I feel like it's a must. I think it makes the US of A the best country in the world by itself.
3: Yeah. The fact
2: that we have it in our walls. Yes. It's so Yeah. Wow. You should yeah, you should check it out. We should road trip.
0: I'd be so down. (laughs) We should do it. Sounds incredible.
2: Um yeah, get some, we should get some positive people into a van and just like go
0: check it out. This sounds excellent. Do you I'm know serious. Moira McEasey Green? I don't know. I don't think so. She's the type of person that would be very into this. I think she has grandparents that live out there. So, so I think she does this trip. Oh, for real? From time to time. Moira? Moira.
2: I don't know if I know a Moira.
0: Huh. Well, if you do get to know her, she's excellent. Maybe we'll all be taking a road trip together. Maybe, Maybe we will. <laughs> I can't wait to
2: meet you, Moira. <laughs> um yeah, um but yes, I I asked I asked her name is Jenna. My fiance is Jenna. Jenna. Um and she she will be taking my last name actually. We 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 had a lot of conversations about this cuz right. I know that's now that's something that people actually talk about. Yeah.
0: So, that's good that it's a conversation as opposed to like an assumption. Right. What were the how did the conversations go? Um I think
2: we just kind of talked about like aesthetically what names we liked. Like the sounds of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I think her <laughs> her name is, you know, like she's a feminine woman and her name is Jenna Ritzema. And it, so it's just like, it's Da-da-da-da. very pretty
0: Da-da-da-da.
2: and it has, it's Dutch. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's cool. My last name is not very beautiful. I love it. Thank you, ancestors, for giving it to me. But it's just—it's just Germanic and blah blah. Yeah, yeah, like two punches right in the gut. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we just—we're probably both just like kind of traditional. We're we're both progressive and stuff, but like comes to her and I, we're both actually pretty. <laughs> we're both very traditional. Yeah, within our little thing not not really not at all just with the name thing right yeah we break gender roles all the time actually it's very cool we're so LA (laughs) but yeah um yeah marriage was always sort of on the table with her and I she and I and um there's no way to know (laughs) <laughs> there there are no rules in this language. Um but yeah, um I I think when I we you know, we lived in a small town, so it's very conservative. We both come from a very we're around a lot of conservative Christian people, so I think that we were kind of like if we're going to live together, then we'll at least be engaged, you know. But then right. but then I get infected by all these, you know, new ideas in Los Angeles and some of this hippie nonsense. Yeah, and I'm sort of like, I don't think we need to yet. Right. And, I, it, you know, and she was going to, uh, you know, uh, a, a St. Thomas in a city. It's in St. Paul. So, like, there are, you know, hippie ideas there too. So yeah. I think we both kind of were like, oh, we don't. Right. We don't need to prioritize this. We'll just continue our relationship, and then yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually, I've been asked. I've actually been asked that, like, oh, why, why are you getting married? It's like, it just seems nice. It seems yeah. nice to get all our family and friends together and make a promise yeah. and like celebrate that
0: ritual and ceremony. Like, we don't have enough of that.
2: I know. Yeah, I like yeah.
0: Just, yeah, it is one of the few, like, life-affirming excuses to really just get everyone you love together. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's going to freak me out, actually. Yeah. I
2: mean, I can't wait. It'll be so, wow. It'll be amazing. But, like, yeah. all those worlds colliding. Yeah. Are you planning Like, is planning it stressful? Yeah. <laughs> She's doing a lot. She's doing, like, all the heavy lifting. Right. Um. She says she enjoys it. Um but she also I think she just knows that if she doesn't do it it won't get done. Right. Um but I'm a part of it. I'm I'm helping out. I answer the questions. I get kind of cranky sometimes when I'm not in the mood to talk about it, which is so sad. It's just so like pathetic. Like she goes and like <laughs> works a hard 9 to 5 and then comes back and I've been in my little cave like Strumming guitar, <laughs> and I'm like, "Look, I'm not in the mood. I've had a long day. I don't want to talk about the wedding that you've been planning by yourself. It's so lame." <laughs> but but yeah, the pl- the plans are good. It's good. It'll be it'll be a good year. Have I you guess. had Have you had good years and bad years? Does Does your life work like that right now? Because mine kind of does.
0: I would say no. And no, I would say each year there are like these huge victories and there are these like crushing defeats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I wouldn't say crushing, but I mean like, uh, if I look back upon like a, like I'm not like, oh man, there's sort of one year of my life that I've had deemed a bad year, but I look back and I, if I actually look at concretely what was going on, there was a lot more than just bad Mm. stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's usually pretty marbled with, sort of like heavier stuff, growth stuff, challenges, and then also like, oh, I'm getting there in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. But you've you've been having, you've noticed good years and bad years. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or at least they feel that way in hindsight. But, you know, right. even now I have one really bad year. Right. But, wow, what a growth year. Right. <laughs> what a year of growth. Yeah. It's kind of surprising. I wouldn't have guessed it. I was... 5 years older than you. Yeah. I w- I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would I'm j- I would just just accept spout of compliments from me. I appreciate or, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just seem very real. Like when I was listening to your m- Hey, thanks brother. Yeah. When I was listening to your music um it was interesting because well, Rosie, they told me about your you before I actually heard you and I was like oh cool so I'll listen to it and I I really liked it and then I got to know you and I'm like oh wow this is just the that person
0: in human form
2: oh
0: that is a very cool compliment man yeah thank you
2: yeah that's all that's what I strive for you know you really yeah it comes through like i and then today, when I was listening to it, I was like, "I feel like we're
0: hanging out."
3: Yes.
0: So, heck yeah, man. Yeah, I'm very curious about your process of making music. Like your records are some of my favorite records, and like I know Scott is. So Scott Heiner yes. is he a big part of these processes? Oh yes. Um, um, Scott is
2: huge. He's. I, it's weird because I don't know. <laughs> part of it is like I don't know what he wants i don't really know what i want yeah like the question is is it a band is it not a band i don't know it's my song writing right it's my just you know me just writing what i'm experiencing right um and but then i write a lot and then i'll make little demos and i'll send them to scott and then he and i will Choose together which ones we like the most. Word. Um, How many songs would you say that you're sending Scott? Like I. So we're we're gonna hopefully record again in the summer, and we I think I've sent him like forty.
0: Wow, that's sick.
2: Yeah, which I don't I don't know how that compares to what other people do for albums, but
0: um. And what what do you think will get whittled down to?
2: Probably between ten and fifteen or something. So then, if it's yeah, and then it's like if it's if it really is getting both of us to like you know feel good, then then we'll record it. There will be a couple that um they'll really like, but I don't like, right, or or vice versa, yeah, And and then we'll let each other have those for sure um how did y'all's like collaborative relationship start so we we always got along in school he is two years i actually don't even know i think he's two years younger than me um uh were you in school together do you remember him being at school
0: I think it's possible. I oh. was a freshman when Brian Jones was a senior. I then you, are they Brian and Scott? I was just thinking of them together. I know, <laughs> right? And I know some of the Muna people were in that grade as well. Yes. So I, if he wasn't there, he might have been one year out of there. Who knows? I, dang, I can't even remember now. I don't mind that. I'm just like a little right. Like, yeah. Oh, it geez. is
2: curious trying to place people in time. It matters less and less, it seems. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we always got along, um, but and we played together in a band. Will Will Sturgeon was in my year of music, and we were in that band together called Brightener. Oh yeah. Um, and we were just like the band. We were like mm-hmm. the instrumentalists. Were you playing? I was playing piano, playing yes. keyboard. And then, uh, yeah, I guess so. I was in this. I was in the band Bear Attack, and then that band broke up. And I was like, "Oh, I just need to, you know, d- make make my own music or whatever." But I didn't yeah. want to do it alone. And I what was Bear Attack? was
0: Bear Attack. Your project?
2: No, it was. Mm, uh, it was like a full band. Mia Minicello. Okay. And I. It started out based around our songwriting. Okay. Um, And then it was me, Mia, Nick Campbell, Logan Shrewsbury, and Brandon Bay. And then it was like a five-piece you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And then um, uh, Nick started writing with Mia and I, too, by the end of it. Nice. So, yeah. So, anyways, that, that broke up. And I think, honestly, I wanted... It helps that Scott's a great musician and he drums. I don't know how to do drums. I can play most other instruments. I cannot play drums. Drums are insane. Well. <laughs> a dr- I wish I could play them. Man. Every
0: limb's going on its own. <laughs> so cool. Carter, you're great. Yeah. Carter was below me for listeners
2: shouting at the ground. Um,
0: <laughs> but
2: I wanted someone. Two guys shouting at the ground.
0: New podcast. Carter!
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I wanted someone to to make it with me. Right. So Scott I you know, he's positive, he's talented and he's hard worker. Yeah. So it felt like a good fit. So I just hit him up and I was like, can I show you some songs and then um I love the music that we make together like it's you know, w- you know, makes me happy as anything does. But that was also the beginning of our friendship which Now he's one of my best friends. Right, yeah. So, that I'm very grateful for. Yeah. And through him, I met a lot of people. I bet, indirectly, that's how... Oh, yeah, because we play Frisbee.
3: Oh, yeah!
2: I feel like that's actually where I met you, playing... I think that
0: is where I met you for the first time. Was that a Frisbee game? Yeah. Back when the Silver Lake Meadows... Yeah, when uh, it was happening. Yeah.
2: We gotta get that going. Yeah, it's been a minute.
0: There was a tr- w- w- there was a moment where it like moved to downtown.
2: Yeah, right.
0: And Chinatown. Was, like, yeah, those area. were the kind of final la- the last ones that I remember, and then I think I stopped. I like missed a bunch, and then you know, it it kind of imploded. Honestly, I think
2: Scott started going on tour. Yeah, he was gone a lot, and then he was sort of the you know he was the black right. hole that everyone kind of swirled yeah. around. True. Kind of fell
3: apart.
0: There was a really nice period where I felt like. And this is no like I love that frisbee game. It was really fun. But there was a like I feel like when I moved to Chinatown, it was, and maybe this is just me being judgmental. But I feel like it was mostly guys, and mostly guys that I did not know. Yes. And so for me, it was it was less fun. <laughs> yeah. But I like I still enjoyed the game a lot like that. But it came it became more just like a oh I'm just gonna go play this game and kind of have like a very internal time as opposed to like. Some of those Silver Lake ones were like very just like oh man like I I yeah. know everyone it's like a nice mix of energies right you know and we're hanging out more than we're really playing this game right it's like an excuse yeah like getting coffee with someone or yeah. something yeah. yeah
2: no and then it just became like this like
0: <gasps> yeah kind
2: of we're playing a sport now yeah <laughs>
0: right it, yeah because
2: there's like which I'm down for
0: honestly. right which is fun and I like playing sports and it's it's like fun to like get outside and talk to people and you know. Anyways, but, but that's different. It was yeah, it definitely felt a little different to me and I don't know if I was just projecting my own shit on <laughs> to other people, probably. But <laughs> who knows, man. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Scott Scott is great. Heck yeah, Scott's great.
0: Um, how do you record Nova? Uh, well, it started out like we made like an EP. Our freshman year when we were at kind of this different band. We were a band called Felix for a while. Oh. And our first sort of EP that used to be on everything is now only on like SoundCloud and like a couple of secret places because it was kind of this other band. But there are like two songs from that band that we still play. So it was like a lineup of like, it was me, Carter, Larry, and then our friends Jack and Cooper. Ah. And so it was like our freshman year. It was like we were all like 18-year-olds, like boys, like making rock. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? So it was like a very very pure time that I looked back on and we were just like rocking. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Jack and Cooper, uh the, the chemistry there kind of just like they moved on to different projects. Yeah. And me and Carter and Larry were like, oh man, is this the end of it? Or should we keep doing it? And then we found Sarah, and then we were like, "This is what it is. This is what it is." Yeah, and then that and then that started to just like make sense. Um, and so, <laughs> the EP that we made as Felix, as like the, the sort of pre Nova Darlings band, um, we made with our friend Grant, who like kind of recorded it and produced it and stuff. But I think we were all so new to the process of recording and stuff that like we didn't really have a lot of conversations about the recording process. We were all just kind of like showing up and doing it and then it happened and then it was done. Yeah. And so, um, I made a couple solo EPs with Alex Pacino. Oh yeah. Um, which is actually kind of like how I met him. And then we became friends and then it was interesting because like, I was like, Oh, I want to hang out with Alex. But the only times we've hung out, I've kind of, I guess been paying him. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So like, Are we friends now? Like, do you want (laughs) to hang out for free? (laughs) The music industry. Right. (laughs) So that's always an interesting one when you're like, hmm, are we pals? And then it turns out we're pals, which is really nice. Um,
2: How can you not be pals with Alex?
0: Oh, golden boy, you know? Golden boy. Kind dude. Um, Fuck you, Alex, if you're listening. (laughs) Fuck you, dude know but i learned so much just from him you know oh yeah and i just be like he's such a great producer and just like how he just crushes like he also uses the word crushes a lot and i've started to use it he goes like crush yes <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely adopted a lot of pacino and i'm very pr- like some of them very intentionally some of them very unintentionally and i'm proud of all of it <laughs> but uh Just, like, his process as far as, like, making recordings was always, like, very fascinating to me. And it was, like, a very comfortable amount of structure for me as, like, a, you know, sometimes I'm all over the place. Yeah. So it was just so nice to have him just be, like, very on top of it. I feel like we were always getting stuff done. I feel like there was, like, room to be creative and explore stuff. And I liked that he would, like, push back on stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, certain things, he'd be like, dude, let's hear this in the mix and then you can, like, let me know what you think of this guitar part, but I think it'll work. And I'd be like, okay. And then I sometimes I'd be like, dude, I think this one part's gotta be. So it was, an, it was a nice friendship. And uh, it was really when I was kind of, I had always like kind of like messed around with recordings and stuff. As a kid, like on Garage Band. like I would have friends over and <sighs> just record their songs and just make very, very simple little yeah. demos. And yeah. uh, then I started to take some of the like recording classes at USC, um, just like some of the like Pro Tools classes wow. and stuff. Oh and then, yeah. Some of the production classes and things. And then so the um the record that we made uh last year, um two of the songs were recorded at uh the AEA ribbon mic like place where they make those ribbon mics. Oh. They I have a friend from Orange County that I used to that I like recorded music with sometimes. Uh who like works there, and then so he like engineered two of the songs, and Madison Sheckle, like co-produced it with us. So basically, we just like went there, and just like they have this like packing room, this like shipping room. So they like pushed all the boxes to the side, and then it becomes like a little tracking room. You oh, know? that's cool. Yeah, and so we did two of the songs that way, and then the rest we did ourselves, which was really fun. And Whoa. like, so that's kind of like how we cut our teeth as, like, tracking engineers and stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I have, um, do you know Smitty at all? Smitty. He's, like, a production teacher at SC. No. I, like, interned at his studio for a while in Venice. It's, like, a home studio there. Oh, cool. And so I would just kind of go and just, like, shadow, and then from, like, taking classes and stuff and whatever, and I was, like, I would like, produced a couple little things for other people, but it was definitely, like, He's that Nova record, like with Nova, yeah, like we all produced it together, and that really like helped, <laughs> like learn, like you know, when with someone else's project, I feel like you're le- you gotta, there's less, you take maybe take less risks or like you're yeah like, right, oh we should maybe get someone who knows what they're doing here, but if it's like our stuff, we're like well fuck it, let's give it a shot, and yeah right, if it fails like we'll do something else, <laughs> right. Yeah, that that sounds like a good way to do it, though. Yeah, so it was. It's an interesting question because you're like, okay, we can do it ourselves. Should we do it ourselves? You know, yeah. How do we get? It's always a combination of like, okay, what resources do we have? Like, do we have someone who could come in and like produce us? Would that be helpful for us to like have this objective coach? You know, right? Getting it from A to B. Um. But it's nice, like, if we, ha- we have enough engineering chops between the four of us to, like, trade off between who's in the control room and who's in the tracking yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how we made that record. We were all just like, all right, Sarah's going to track while I sing, and I'm going to track while Sarah sings, and all that. Is. It was very, it was like two or three of us at a time in the studio. That's cool. It was fun. It was a really good
2: time. It, I mean, it sounds really good. Thank you. So
0: Thank you. And it, yeah. And it's... our friend Joey mixed it. Oh, okay. He was like very patient with us. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, he was great. Um, yeah,
2: that's cool. That's really beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was. It's a lot of my favorite memories. Uh, making that record and it's so fun. Like, like that solo EP I put out. I recorded like the basics with uh, Chris Sampson. He recorded the vocals and the guitar. Yes, but most of it I made by myself which is really fun because you can, like, explore and just get weird and just, like, go in these long kind of trance making stuff states, which is really cool. And you, yeah. don't, like, don't have to talk out loud to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> which can be really great. Yeah, right. Um, But making records with people is so fun because everything on the album is a memory, you know? And so it's this, like, document of, like, dude, this was 2016 in my life or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so that's, like, a very special thing, too. I, I... I'm
2: just gonna say it. I listen to my own music a lot. Yeah, and I, I mean I, do too. I I'm
0: making it. A lot of it is for me. Like I want to hear yeah. it sound good. I'm it's, writing music. I like to hear. If you were a chef and you were like, my food tastes like shit. I don't eat my own food. <laughs> I would like not go to your restaurant. <laughs> like, get the heck out of here. I know. Eat your cookies, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> um,
2: my my favorite thing is when um. Like I can hear, yeah, I hear Scott. I hear Scott playing drums on, yeah, it.
0: right. Scott and I are hanging out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that feels good to me. I was listening to Josh Homme in an interview one time, the Queens of the Stone Age yeah. guy, and he was saying like, he's like, yeah, I listen to my old records. It's like if someone says that they don't do that, it's like saying that they don't call their parents anymore or something <laughs> like that. And I always thought of that as like a that's always made me feel better about listening it. because you like check in with it. You're yeah. Like, who was I then? Yes. What was I thinking about? What did I think these, what choices did I make then? How do I feel about those choices now? So there's like a critical lens happening. Yep. But then there's also like a scrapbook element too, where it's like, oh dude, remember fucking going in and you were like, this is going to be crazy and we fucking got the drums and we were in the staircase (laughs) making it or whatever, you
2: know? Yeah. Like that's the best. And it's crazy how when I hear it, when I hear old music, I'm, I'm immediately, I can remember
0: what it felt like to be that time right it like even if it's a bad time it's like a yeah sacred the fact that that can become a thing yes is cool you know yeah yeah it's really uh it's life affirming yeah i'm like yeah this is good
2: yeah it's been a good
0: life so (laughs) far i'm curious to go way back to i think maybe the first thing we talked about when you were going on these walks and you said yes. like there was this kind of era where you were just going on these what is going on life is walking around. Yeah. What like did you find on those walks and what kind of ended that era? I mean, if it, if it I don't I, know if there was a formal ending. There yeah, there sort of was. Um cuz I'm very I get very anxious and I'm very I get depressive a lot I'm on like a lot of antidepressants, yeah, and that is where kind of my dark year was was it was really like a mental health kind of hitting the wall thing that yes, and then like getting into treatment and stuff like that was kind of my way out of it, yes, and walking I feel like is a very uh great and incredible way of you know yeah, it's so like, treating those things,
2: oh my gosh yeah Wa- yeah walking is great i it's very therapeutic, yeah, it's good for your heart. It's good for all of it. But yeah, it's good it it just feels very human or something. Like I am a monkey yes. walking around. I was built to do this for sure. Yeah. I'm a biped. I'm yeah. doing it. <laughs> so I think that there's something like really grounding about that. Like I love just I'm a biped walking around. I I can do this. Um uh yeah, I had um uh I I had a very bad year, very bad couple of years and i think it was i feel bad i'm saying this to you right now cuz it was like starting at your age, starting yeah. at your age up until i was like 27 or something. Mm. And i think that i was just kind of lost in the wor- am i answering this question? I'm I'm just going to go. I'm go. just um i Um, one thing that's interesting is I never drank until I was 21. I never smoked weed or did any, I just never did any drugs. And I discovered all those things like, you know, like basically right after college, which is kind of hilarious. Like you think if I got through college, so I, I've started, I started drinking more and I had, I had a hard time with marijuana which is, you know, for me, it was bad. Yeah. And um, I really liked it, but I spent a lot of time alone. I spent a lot of time on the internet. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time making music, but it was mostly just really, like, lonely and sort of um, very anxious. Right. I would get get very paranoid. Mm. I would... So anyway, I started going on these walks because basically I spent a lot of time alone. I spent a lot of time reading really dark stuff. I I was such a positive, optimistic person before. Um, during college, all through my youth, my my life was very idyllic, and then I've reached a point in my life where it seemed it felt kind of aimless, mm. and I was looking for answers. Right, and I didn't believe in God, I still, the God thing, religion, I'm, I still am unsure, but I I was really, I needed there to be some like truth out there. I needed there to be something that I could grab onto that was real. And, um, I mean, it's sort of, for me, it ended up being like, you know, it's everything that's around you, your community, your family, your, your close relationships, like those things give you meaning, I was looking for meaning, right. you know I think a lot of young people are looking for that, especially right yeah. out of school you have no structure if you're not you know if yeah. you're not in a if you're not in like some sort of uh you know normal normal quote unquote job um and i yeah I was just very confused so I went for a lot of walks then during this very dark time, and I think I was you know like i was I wanted to be an antenna. I wa- I I was waiting, basically. I was waiting for God to come out of the sky and like touch me. Right. And in a really scary way, that happened. Yeah. And then that I literally have a moment where I had a manic episode. Yeah. And I I, th- I was I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but I don't mm-hmm. think I am bipolar. Mm-hmm. I think it was prompted by having, like, paranoid thoughts. Right. Which I've heard can happen. Right. Actually. Um, but uh, that was truly the end where uh, it was just, like, an insane, literally, two weeks. Um, And then after that, I was like, oh, I clearly just cannot keep functioning this way. Mm-hmm. something something has to change so then it it did and it's funny cuz i kind of i felt like i was kind of asking for it a lot and i felt like i kind of wanted it to happen i wanted there to be some a, sort a of shift like, i wanted there to be some lightning bolt moment to come out of the sky to be like yeah either this is or this isn't the way you should live your life or go right. in this direction clarity
0: yeah in some way whether it is affirming of what you're thinking or the opposite of it yes Just like some sort of feedback. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I got it. I really got it. Right. Um you said it was scary in a way too, which I imagine it would be.
2: Super it was super scary in hindsight. Um I but, appreciate
0: you being open about this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I um I appreciate you listening to it. Yeah, I, man. It's it's silly because it was so self-inflicted. Like, it was Mm. totally avoidable. If I listened to any reasonable advice, if I had, you know, listened to my mom or my dad or any person who has experience, none of that would have happened. Mm. You know? It was... um, But, you know, you just gotta mess up sometimes, I guess. But,
0: but yeah, I... uh, There's a lot of stories in the Bible of, of you know... What's the one... What's the... One that used to make me mad, Job. No, oh, but that is a, David. That is a classic one. David asked for what's the fucking sorry? What's the fucking no. prodigal son? That's the one. Oh,
2: <laughs> that made you mad? <laughs> that made <me> so mad. <laughs> Why? <laughs> then, oh, that then he was so happy. Yeah, he's like cut the
0: fatted. Yeah, whatever. The story of the prodigal
2: S- son celebrate. for people
0: who don't know it is basically like farmer guy got two sons, old son takes a ball out of his dad's money, fucking gambles it away. Young son just does his chores and shit. Old son comes back goes, hey dad, I'm sorry about all that stuff. And dad is just like, it's cool dude, let's have a party. (laughs) And then Jesus at the end of the story, this is the part that always, like I'm like, okay, forgiveness, love it. And then the part that always really like confused me was the end of the story where Jesus goes, is like talking about uh, the young son who's like, what about me, dude? I've been here just doing the right thing the whole time. What the hell? Why? Yeah. I, I want to party. <laughs> yeah. And then God is just like, or the dad is just like, like that was always the part that was confusing to me as a teenager. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, oh, do you have to stray from God to know God? Or, or you know, like, you know, do you have to... Yeah. Do you have to be lost to be found and oh, that sounds dramatic, but I mean like yeah, but what what I found on actually Christian reddit <laughs> which awesome because <laughs> I asked that question I was like, I didn't want to come off like trolley or something like that or condescending or be like, what do you guys actually you know I didn't want to like yeah be be whiny or something about it but I was like what do you what do you take from this? it's like a pretty popular parable in the Bible, you know? Uh-huh. And I feel like what is common a lot from my understanding of the new Testament, which is not, is very informal, but, uh, just people that are kind of like checking the boxes and are like on a surface level, obeying the letter of the law,
1: mm. but aren't
0: necessarily like fully embracing truth or love or something. I feel like that was so much of Jesus coming along and just being like, You guys are all focused on these little fucking rules and Ah, shit, and you're not actually, like, loving your neighbor, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I see. Okay. So that is what made me... That was a long rant on the prodigal son. Oh, please. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) Truly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh, I hadn't thought about it like that. That's cool. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess... um, I don't know if you have to be lost to be found, because like, right? You know, I, like what? I guess if you were the person who just, f- you know, followed the law to the letter, right? But if you supposedly, you know, if you do that, then you should be fulfilled. If you're doing that, and right. then you feel envious. Or you feel dissatisfied, then you're probably not doing it right. You're right. Mis- you're missing something at
0: least. Yeah, so- I think that was maybe what Jesus was trying to say. E- yeah, maybe it's just like there's all these phonies walking around that are pretending to be the woke ones yeah, in right. society, but they're maybe miss- Sometimes you could be missing some stuff if you're just all you're focusing on is the appearances of it or something.
2: Right. I don't know. There's a lot of life that is such a performance though like especially being from like the the Midwest there's the everyone is so nice mm. and like your public persona is everyone is so polite and stuff and everyone is mm. but like you're probably like saying really mean things in your head about these people all the time <laughs> you're not
0: being you're just kind of I don't know right um, was religion a thing around when you were a kid
2: yes yeah definitely
0: we've talked about it because it shows up in songs,
2: yes, you know? yeah, it does both yeah. of both of our songs. yeah,
0: yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, in a way that is neither like devotional nor like s- critical and holy, you know, right, which I enjoy and I connect to in your music, you know I, I love that stuff. yeah, there's a thread of that in almost I don't know if it's like an American thing too or just like a music thing. Yeah, so much of music history is like intersects with the church and stuff like that. Right. Or, and then you have like gospel music and like right. I don't know. There's something about mu- like God in the context of songs that is different somehow. It is <laughs> than God everywhere else. I know. <laughs> it's so
2: it makes it like more approachable. Yeah. You don't, it it doesn't have the same burden right. necessarily. Yeah. Because it has a big. I don't know. it's a lot of. Stuff carried with that,
0: yeah. Name, but um, you said there was a point in your life where you didn't believe in God. Yeah, um, I think was that like a stray from like did it was it different than your upbringing? Did you like
2: ah uh, my um my town was very Christian conservative, right? I think there was some stat like we had the mo- most churches per or something mm-hmm. of like anywhere within however many. Yeah. Like there's just a lot and a lot of different kinds of churches too. So you had people who are very reserved. You had people who were really, um, evangelical. Right. Um, but it was basically all versions of Lutheranism, okay. or pro- Protestantism. And then you had, you had Catholic churches and stuff too, but yeah, all, all Christian churches. But anyway, um, yeah, I, my my family didn't really talk about God within our family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't a thing. But it's like in the town, right? It was everyone understood that that was a big the thing, a big thing, right? Very, very conservative, very Republican, right? Um, but yeah, um, so I I don't think I ever really knew. What I thought, I remember when I was really young, when I was like t- maybe eight or nine, I went on the internet for like the first time, never to, never to be the same again after this. Um, and I found some message boards that I liked. So I would go home after school and my mom knew that I was doing that. She would have not allowed it. Yeah. It was like the computer would have been like set on fire outside yeah. the house or something. But I went on this one and it was a video game message board, you know, everyone gathers around the subject that they all individually like and then and then there'll just be these sort of like these off whatever off topic or just you know, it's not about video games. People are talking about this or that. Right. And we, there was we a, came
0: here for this, now we're talking about this other thing.
2: Right. Because yeah, you're talking to the same people every day after school and I didn't realize it at the time, but these were like adults. A lot of them. I'm right. sure that some were kids, but it's probably weird to have like an eight year old, on there. And my name was Mister Guy, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Underscore Guy. That was my online persona for my childhood. Amazing. Yeah.
0: What made? You, what was the thinking? Do you remember the thinking behind no, it? No thinking. <laughs> It was probably the least thought out thing,
2: <laughs> Mister Guy.
0: Now we can really pee.
2: <laughs> now we can really pee by Mister
0: um, Guy. <laughs> <Mr>. Guy. <laughs> um, yeah, but there was this. Uh, what a unique moment in time. Like I feel like we were talking about the past and technology and stuff. Like you know, on equal footing, an eight year old having a conversation with an adult. Yes. Where does that else does that happen? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and. and they don't even know they don't know your age, they don't know what you look like, right. they don't know how many arms you have, they don't know your gender, they don't know anything about you. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um uh yeah, that's kind of beautiful, the anonymity of it. Right. Um but yeah, dude, I remember they were talking about suicide and I was 8. Yeah. And there f- adult humans on here talking about their times that they've attempted suicide and I didn't mm. really know what that was. I just knew that well, I knew what it was, but I didn't know any, right. anything psychologically or anything that went behind it. Right. And I just knew that that was against the rules. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. God will be mad. And I said things to them like, don't you know, Jesus loves you. Yeah. Like so innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, And they, I think some of the people were mad 'Cause people right. had told them that before. Yeah. So they probably think that I'm like some like old person coming along
0: preaching the good right. news or shaming them. Right.
2: Really interesting.
0: That's so pure though. Yeah. That you were you're like, oh, this idea doesn't make sense to me that you'd want to do that if there's a loving God or something. Right. Know? Like as a that's a so pure <laughs> Mr. Guy. Mr. He Guy was, he didn't he didn't know a lot <laughs> back then. <laughs> And not in a condescending way. No, because I, I know there are people that think that now, and like I had an evangelical friend who I was talking to. Uh, that's not I, that's not a good way to describe her. <laughs> but she loves loves the Lord like with her whole heart. Yeah. And there have been times where I've been like really sad or something, and like talking to her, and then she'll she'll come to me with that sort of message, you know. Yeah. And for me, it's not like and. I took it more as, like, my friend loves me a lot. Yeah. You know? And that was very sweet and loving, you know? Right. But some people can really take, like, refuge in that notion that there's, like, the universe is, like, looking out for them or something, you know? Yeah. And that's cool, you know? Yeah. I don't know how it sits in my brain, that concept. Yeah. (laughs) It's a tough one
2: to um, think about. Yeah. To think like I don't know if you can think about it and accept it, right? Like, ah, like, uh, I think a part of me believes that, just in some vague, right? Way, though, yeah. So, for so sure. even when I hear those same words, I
0: I, I translate them right, into there's an interpretation. Eric, yes. Yeah. What does that translation sound like? Is there there is there a, are you able to verbalize it? Um. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No worries. No, are, I put you on the spot. It's a uh, yes. I'm just curious about your like your theological quest. Oh man, <laughs> I so
2: after after the I had my scary couple weeks.
0: Um, I oh was that the end of the message board story? Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, oh yeah, that was the end. That was the end of the message right. board story. Where was just like you were interacting with some kind of like heavy adult conversation. Yes. Yeah,
2: and yeah. and the fact that I, at least at that point in my life, I, that's to me that documents the fact that I I was like a believer to some degree.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I always forget that I w- was too. I'll look back in like a diary from when I was eight or something, and I'll be like, "So I like prayed today," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa I don't remember that." Yeah, <laughs> like I don't remember that I was like time t- time for prayer. Yeah, because I don't think of myself as like having. A strict religious upbringing, because it was pretty loose. Yeah, but there was a time where I was like, "That was really this uh, the system in my mind." Yeah. Wow. Please keep talking.
2: No, it, um, I think that's where I ended up kind of coming back around to like. Yeah. I was definitely indoctrinated at a very young age. Yeah, and that's just in there for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, a lot of me needs to combat it because there's a lot of right very negative. Um, I think that I picked up a lot of hate. Yes. Uh, um. Whatever, su- like subtextually, right? There, that's in there, and I find myself needing to battle that, which I think is. Uh, I'm almost kind of grateful for it because I think I'm a mindful person. I think I'm a good person overall, and I think that it's helpful to like.
0: We'll let the audience decide. <laughs> we'll have a big vote. <laughs> I am a good guy. <laughs> Email me everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um but
2: yeah, so I I think that that part of me is in there somewhere. It's been indoctrinated that I that I was like a believer or whatever. Right. And I had this moment. Yeah. A few years ago. And then when it when I came out of it, I was like what was it? Cuz a part of it um the first thing I thought when it started happening was like... Is
0: that the sound of the Lord in your... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. I don't mean to be trivializing this important period <laughs> in your life. No,
2: I felt like, um, I felt like I knew God. I felt like I knew God in that moment. Yeah. And I, that hasn't left me since it happened. Even though I know that it was, like, I, I was, you know, like I was psychotic. Right. I, I was, but after that, I, and then I... That's when I got all the the old books, and I just started reading a lot of them, right? Skimming or whatever. I've read them, but like, yeah. I wasn't like
0: like religious s- texts and stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. Word. And I was looking for that, and I, I different ones. Miss, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there were ones that I kept coming back to. I really loved like old rabbinical.
0: What does that mean? Te- like rabbi,
3: oh. old.
0: Ooh, like re- that's a fun adjective. Rabbinic, rabbinical, <laughs> rabbinic. Yeah, nice.
2: Yeah, there's something that really resonated. Mm. Very thoughtful, um, very reasonable, like interpretations of old, old texts, which yeah. I which I thought was very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I don't know. That's But then at a certain point, it's like, if you're going to, and philosophy, like I became obsessed with like philosophy and I, it's weird because I took like religious and, or religion and philosophy classes and I've always been kind of interested like Wikipedia, but it was always surface level. And then as soon as I was like, I'm going to actually start reading this stuff. It's like you either, to me, I'm all, now I'll always have it as a hobby. Like I love thinking about this stuff. I, lo- I love, I really admire people who can do it. People right. Who, but like, it's
0: sort of like you either have to really do it or you're not doing it. Like, to me. Do you mean like in terms of Ye- engaging in like philosophical yes. conversations?
2: Ye- I And I engage in them and I, I... think it's like a full-time gig being a philosopher? I think it is. I thought that it was sort of like, oh, you know what, I'll spend like uh, some time every week kind of like reading this thing and doing this thing. But like right. when I when I listen to interviews of people who do this like all for time, real, I'm like, oh, I'm,
0: there's whole other levels to this.
2: Many, many, many levels. Many, many, many levels. It's like I'm going to, I don't know. But maybe, maybe that's me just being kind of shy about it. Right. Just kind of admitting that I'm not. I don't right. have I don't have the time or the background information yeah. to, like, really know anything about what this is. Right. And is there, like, a time quota
0: that makes your knowledge more valid or something? 10,000 hours, I think. Yeah, that's probably a good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> and it's
2: a lifestyle thing, and there's a certain point where I'm like, I think I just should sit around and write more music. I think that's what I should right. be doing with my time. Right, I'm right. Gr- I'm grateful to have well
0: have you i feel like you dip your toes in a lot of this stuff? I listen to a lot of podcasts. I wish I did more reading. I'm trying to do more reading, <laughs> <laughs> but just a lot of people talking about yeah ideas and stuff, and I just it's 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 so fun and like a lot of it for me is it's interesting. I had my dad on this podcast, <laughs> you did, yeah, and I was talking to him like he was kind of like we were talking about Buddhism specifically. And he was kind of saying, like, is it just something that because you have, like, and it is a privilege in a way to just, like, be able to just, like, sit around and think about stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. But also, there's also a lot of time in between stuff to think about stuff. Yes. But, you know, if I was, like, way more pressed, if I had way less free time, maybe I wouldn't be as curious. Yeah. Who knows? So there's some validity to that. But he was kind of saying, like, his question was like, is it all just kind of like, like how much of it is actually in your life? Or is it just kind of this like lofty exercise that you, you know? Like that was his kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I didn't really articulate it well at the time. But <laughs> so much of it, um, I try not to like, sometimes like I start like worshiping Buddhism too much or something. Or I'm like, this ideology is sicker than this other one. Uh-huh. And that's like a worthy conversation sometimes, but there are lots of, you know, there's like an oppressive Buddhist government in Myanmar right now. They're yeah. being dicks. Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, atheist government in China, they're being dicks. Right. I I was actually having this conversation the other day. I couldn't I couldn't think of because I was sometimes I, I'm trying to like make all the religions the same. Uh huh. And they're not the same. No, <laughs> especially historically. And I was trying to think. I was like. Maybe Judaism is the only religion that doesn't have like a empirical history or some kind of like tyrannical history, you know, where it's like this was there was like a Jewish ruling class that was that used that ideology that the ideology was tied to power that was used to oppress Mm. others or something. But I don't know enough about Jewish history to say whether or not that's true. Yeah. But I was kind of going off, I was like, there's this Buddhist government that's being shitty, and there's this, you know... Right. We know of examples of Christian... Gov- the Crusades and stuff. Right. And, like, you can you can find examples of different ones, but I was like, I don't think there was, like, a... Oh, man, the Jewish government in Canada is, like, <laughs> right. locking up all the Muslims or something. <laughs> right. I mean, it's such
2: an ancient culture. Right. Um, One of the most. Yeah. Well, you know, after... The Exodus, uh, the Promised Land. A lot of people had to die. Yeah. So, so they, re- I think, the Joshua, the book of Joshua, is just around killing everyone. So, but that's not enough. That's not an oppressive government, right? But it's I don't like, know
0: this part of the Bible.
2: Yeah, it's right after, right after Deuteronomy, they. Uh, the Jews enter the promised land and they have to kill everyone who already lives there in order to oh, take
0: it. Oh, what? Out. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know
2: this. <laughs> yeah. So that, there's that. Right. But then... I yeah. don't know enough about
0: like Israel, Israel Palestine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Oh, and that, and that I, I, I mean, I don't know much about that. Right. Either. Yeah. I don't know how that...
0: But yes. But I know there's ideological and... In- political ties there yes and there's obviously friction there yes anyways all that being said is like i try to just like look in different places for things that make sense to me or yeah. like whether it's a thought exercise or something that just like impacts the way that i live like practically you know yeah and so much of like Buddhist practice that I, at least that I've encountered, like with the people that I've either on podcasts or classes or books or whatever. Yeah. Like walking is such a part of it. Like we were talking about walking earlier and like so much of like of that practice is just about walking and breathing. And like they, yeah, they fucking just go so hard (laughs) at walking and and it's always kind of coming back to that. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like, and those are their vehicles for mindfulness, you know? Yeah. And that just to me is like, that's so sick. (laughs) I, I, I agree. I love that.
2: Yeah. I think, I, I gravitate towards Buddhism too. Yeah. And I think it, a lot of it does have to do with that breathing, meditating. Yeah. Mindfulness, presence.
0: Also, and also like impermanence and stuff. Yes. That really just connects with my brain. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. The one, the karma and sort of rebirth. And stuff. That that gets a little out there for me. Yeah. I struggle with that. Same. Sometimes I find like mystical interpretations of it that I can kind of fuck with, but Yeah. (laughs) I've yet to really like it's probably just a skeptical thing of like I know. know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm the same. But there's Yeah. The yeah when it when it gets sort of mystical, I I can also sort of I really like that.
3: Yeah. And I don't even know. Same. I'm just like,
0: <laughs> do you believe it? I'm like, I don't know. I just really like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like lore at a certain point too. Yeah. You know, it's like comic books and shit. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. I it's, don't know. But it's cool because I like. Um, but it has this extra weight to it because it's like ancient. <laughs> I know. I know. I know.
2: Um, yeah. I. But I. I think you and I are similar then though, because I'll take, I'll take these things and I think I actually try to use them like, I'll, I'll I'll try them out. I can take it on and try it out for a little bit. Right. And kind of see if it, if it works well. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the way it was intended to be used. <laughs> it's very, it feels very like, oh, I'll pick this up and try it for a little bit. And it's like, this is a whole culture, yeah, man. Right. All or nothing, bro. <laughs> it's a Are religion. You you out? It's like, oh, I like this part.
0: Yeah. A la carte. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Word. Yeah. Speaking of a la carte, sometimes I'll walk around my house and I'll just, I think there was a couple of weeks in particular where I would just be walking around No no matter where I was. And I would just be like, greasy ass pizza. (laughs) Like that. Like so much of your music I connect with a lot. But for (laughs) some reason, that little moment just really just, I get so excited every time I hear it. And I'd also like, I will just be in the middle of my day and that will come to me in and of itself, you know? (laughs) That's good. I'm proud of that one. That's a good one. Yeah, man. Dude. Do you want to play some music? Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And entertaining all of these detours. Yes. Yeah, yeah of
2: course. This has been a real treat. I love, yeah. I felt like I talked a lot.
0: Oh man. You, I feel like I talked a lot. <laughs> and so let's just both agree that it was good. It was <laughs> fine. <laughs> we both talked the perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel every time I leave a party. I talked just the right amount. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't no, JK. Yeah. Yeah. Um this... No but I I mean that's the point. That's why I asked you, you know, I wanted to learn about your mind and stuff. Hey.
2: Thanks for thanks for grabbing it.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna uh I might like set up this other mic real quick while you're doing your thing. Yeah. Is that
2: yeah, cool? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird. Okay, this one This one is called... Should I not do an intro? Please do an intro. Intro. This one is called We Belong Together. And it's new. And it's inspired by the uh, mariachi music I hear around my neighborhood.
3: Some dream up lovers like angels Lighter than heaven so pretty it hurts Mm, But I don't belong in that heaven No, cause I want someone who crawled out of the earth Yeah, cause I'd hear the truth in her i kiss the cracks in her smile Oh, ever since I met you We belong together Cause I'm a lot like you And you're a lot like me See the pain in her eyes. And I'd say they look just like mine. Oh, ever since I met you, we belong together. Like apple slice of cheddar, peanut butter, and banana. Even though we mess up, we'll forgive each other. Cause I'm a lot like you. We belong together Cause I'm a lot like you And you're a lot like me
0: Fuck yeah, dude. That's such a good song. Thanks, Mackin. Heck yeah. When did you write that one? A
3: couple, couple months ago.
2: I had, I had one part of it for a long time. Do you get like this? Sometimes I'll have a song and I'm like, Okay, this is a good idea, but I'm just gonna like let it sit in my head for a while, like it's like a little motif or something. I'll just like let it sit there. I won't force mm. it out. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah. There are definitely like certain melodies where I like start to write them, and I feel like I'm making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, I'm gonna come back later. I gotta let it marinate a little more. Yes. There are some people that talk about they're like, oh man, like the potential idea that you have in your head. Like, whatever comes out is always going to be worse than that. Oh. <laughs> you know? Which is an interesting way to think about it, because sometimes shit surprises you, and you're like, oh, that was kind of nothing, and now it's something cool. Yeah, right. But there are definitely times where I feel like, oh, man, you're just trying to get infinitely closer <laughs> to how sick you think it could be before it's anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, like, one melody that I've been trying to, like, write. Sometimes it'll be, like, years. Like, there'll be, there will be songs that I'll have just, like, a little thing. Sometimes I'll write, like, a full song, and I'll be like, no, dude, I didn't do that idea justice. You know, like that little part is cooler than the rest. Yeah. Fuck the. I gotta try it, and it'll, and I'll put it down for a year or something. Yeah. Yep. Or a month or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I've, there's
0: somewhere I'm like I'm probably just gonna die, and that's not gonna go anywhere.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that's a thing. Do you get that one? Oh yeah, but there there are some where it's like pulling teeth to like finish them. Yeah. But there but there are ones where I'm like. No, that's cool. Lucky you found that and just kind of like let that be a thing.
0: Right. So. David Foster Wallace was in that Daily Rituals book. Oh, he was? And he had no writing schedule. Ah. And he's such a prolific writer. Yeah. Fucking just wrote whenever he felt like it. No way. When he felt inspired. And so many other creatives are like, you know, show up when you feel uninspired, and then you find it, and, like... Right. You know, and, like, structure helps. And he was just like, nope, fuck that. Interesting. (laughs) Which is so weird and cool.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, dude. I know that he was very anxious. Yeah? Yeah. So he probably felt... I know one time he was like, I spend most of my days, like, worrying about not writing. (laughs) 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 Sounds terrible. (laughs) sounds so bad. Yeah. Um, was that loud enough and stuff?
0: I think so, yeah. Okay. I like the roominess of it. I want to give you, like, a little bit of headroom, too, just in case you want to be like,
3: <laughs> Okay.
0: Okay, great. Um,
3: I haven't... Can
2: you hear yourself okay? Oh, yeah. Totally. It feels good. I just don't know if, like, the guitar is louder, or that my voice is, like, way louder than the guitar. Yeah.
0: I like, I was, sometimes I do two mics, but... That, I'm, I like the one mic. Cool. It's like old school. That's
2: I dig fine.
0: it. I dig it. Um,
2: I just want to play things you haven't heard before.
3: Yeah. How did you feel, man?
2: Um, wait. Oh, shoot. Wait. This one is... This song is called San Pedro, and it's about, like, a date that me and my fiancé went on a few years ago that was just, like, a magical day. Um, it's a love song.
3: I wonder what you look like. I wonder what you look like. Time I'm with you always hanging out, so I wouldn't know Does your hair
2: Thanks for letting it's me just sc- just shout, sing at you.
0: It's great. I'm enjoying it. I like the balance too of the uh, of the one mic thing. I feel like this is how I would. I mean, I guess I would be listening with, with a two ear thing. Right. This is a one ear thing.
2: Yeah. No, this but. is. It's good.
0: I I like that I can like balance myself out.
2: Like I can hear. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I honest. I don't know. this I mean this is sort of is there a song that you like that I sing in particular is there anything that you like you don't you don't have to do this I know that's a terrible no. question to ask no I, I love I love um, your records man as I let me think um oh there's one that I never really do that would be kind of fun um it's a really sad one
0: To answer your question, is there anything that I like that you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is miserable for me. <laughs>
2: Thank you.
1: Um,
2: okay, I'll do. I'll do. <laughs> I'll do this one. Uh, oh, this water is clutch. This is called "I'm Here for You," and it's off the first. Okudoxage album.
3: I wanted you to love me more Yeah More than I learned. You to give it up, yeah, but time is a precious thing to lose, so why throw it all away on me unless you
0: these, like, like, your songs as, like, recordings. You know? Yeah. And seeing you as, like, a full band, it's really cool to see the, you know, like you were talking about the the piano the small <laughs> version. The
1: piano. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. A, yeah. I yeah. do have
0: a request, actually. Will oh, you, you do? Either you or me, you and me, or Sequoias.
2: Oh, sure. <laughs> I'll do, um, yeah, I'll do
0: Sequoias just because that'd be so much easier. Right,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: um, all, all of these, uh, yeah, I think all of, all of these ones that I've played just start off with me on a guitar. Yeah, I think I've I think I usually write and will just like write a song, and just kind of finish it on a guitar before I do anything with it. The guitar usually
0: where it starts rather than piano. Um. Uh.
3: Mm,
2: I don't know.
0: It's just kind of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's guitar though. Do you because, start with like beats and stuff like inside of a computer?
2: No. Not really. Yeah. So all it's interesting. A lot of the things I start where they're just beats. I don't really like them that much. Right. Yeah. I'm just sort of like I don't feel. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah. I love making the I love making beats. Yeah. I just never think they're very good. I feel you though because I I feel like with your music in particular it'll take these like turns on a dime. And yeah. I feel like that would be harder to like program out of your head you know, <laughs> and then like make the road map. Whereas if you're just playing guitar, you can switch time signatures or keys, like... Right. Without having to, like, do a bunch of adjusting inside the box. I know.
2: I think a lot of it has to do with just my facility. I think I know more about guitar, but also I'm, like, kind of dumb with it a lot of times. Where I'll just be like, and how about...
0: This guy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that worked! That's such a great combo, though, you know? I know. Yeah.
2: A piano... I've played it for so long that, like, whenever I do stuff now, mm. I'm, like, I'm, I'm aware of what I'm doing. Ah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it sort of can get in the way sometimes. I feel that. I uh, feel that inverse way. I'm, like, more comfortable on guitar. So, when I'm on piano, I'm, I surprise myself more. And I can, like, wander a little bit. Yeah. Whereas guitar, I'm, like, I know this. I know how this goes. <laughs> I've <have laughs> been little here little before. Right, exactly. And I get, I get caught in my little patterns. Yes. You know, and, like, shapes and stuff.
2: Ugh, it's so hard to break those things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so painful to break them. Yeah. But, I don't know. This is Sequoia's
0: Mackin's Request. I think I heard this song at the same time that I saw the Sequoia trees for the first time. Oh. It was a cool alignment in my life.
3: <laughs> oh, that's
2: sweet. <laughs> yeah. I've only seen them a couple times, but they are
0: magical. Big old trees. They're big old trees. So, on this on the recording on this one, it's like, does it go from like a live take to oh, like a studio thing?
2: Yes. Good what? Good question. Yeah. It's, what, how
0: did that go about?
2: So, the recording of Sequoia's it starts out as a voice memo. Oh, shit! And then it, and I'm like lightly <laughs> playing it like in the studio behind it to sort of like back it up. Okay. So then when the voice memo fades out, than the actual studio recording right. comes in. But what you hear on it is, um, I think Scott is recording it for himself. Right. Uh, and it's his first time hearing it. Okay. So when you hear him laugh in it, he's laughing at the punchline
0: joke at right. the beginning. And that's his like first reaction yeah. to it. Oh, yeah. and that's captured. Oh, my God, that's yeah. so sick. Yeah, it's really sweet. And I do not know if it was like a show or something or like a living room show or something. Yeah, it's... Because you could hear people reacting, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's just it's me and Scott in a, a practice studio, and we're just kind of going over some of the potential songs, and I was like, oh, this is one I just wrote. Right. And I think you might like it. Yeah. And, then,
0: and then I played it for him, so, so... What a cool moment to capture. Yeah. That's rad.
2: Yeah, it was sweet. A little friendship thing on there. Yeah. That always makes me smile. Um... Okay, here it is.
3: God made a rock he couldn't lift And laid it at the feet of his favorite creation She picked it up and tossed it in the air Say, hey, God, catch this. He blew it into pieces with his might. Said I give it, then I take it. <laughs> they laughed and made eternal love beneath the soggy blanket of cigar
0: <laughs> Celebration that I made the most amount of noise.
1: <laughs> it felt good
0: though. Man, have you ever heard? Uh, are you a Neutral Milk Hotel fan at all? I am. Yeah. Have you heard the? Oh shit! Uh, I, th- I hope one of my roommates will get that. Well, I'm gonna bet on that. We'll find um, out. Do you? There's like a live record of his it's uh-uh. called "Live at Jittery Joe's," where it's just Jeff Mangum like in a living room. Oh, cool. With, like, at least that's what I picture I picture just like people like sitting on the floor and it's like a pretty low-fi recording it might just be one mic sweet um, but that is always like when I hear when I heard that voice memo thing like that is the thing that I thought of it's definitely worth checking out um, if you're into yeah
2: them no all. I le- I really like Neutromole
0: Photology yeah though. it's cool because he tells like stories about this he's such like a mysterious guy yes so he's like talking on the record in between songs and stuff it's, yeah it's a cool little like court cool. portrait of him you know yeah, and like those songs, like removed from all of the crazy, cool sounds of that band. You know? Yeah,
2: right. Just like the fundamental.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, man. I have a lot to check Heck out yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know we should we should make little lists or something. Yeah. Little, trade little. Hey, check this out,
3: man. <laughs> yeah,
0: that'd be good. I mean, I
2: already have daily rituals. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I have. Duncan Trussell. Trussell.
0: Yeah, there's a podcast where he interviews his mom, who's, like, this cool, spiritually woke woman, and as as she's, like, on her deathbed, and she's, like, aware that she is dying, and it's, like, a... And she talks about, like, the process of it, like, logistically and emotionally with her son, and there's just, like, two, like, very cool people, mother and son, talking about her dying. It's pretty intense, but it's very... I think it's one of the most, like, beautiful podcasts... Ever made? You look sad. I've made you sad. <laughs> <gasps> that's a pretty heavy. That's not every episode, but I mean, you know, sometimes we'll just talk to like Pendleton Ward, who like made Adventure Time. You know? Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> like a, you have to say, if Eric, get happy so now, sweet. man! <laughs> it's fun too." I'm just like. Thinking about my mom.
0: Right, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And then there's one where he gets diagnosed with testicular cancer and then comes home and, like, podcasts about it. These are the extreme ones. Wow. But he's he's a legend in many ways. That's cool. He's a really cool guy. I'm
2: surprised I haven't heard of him.
0: Yeah, he's, like, a rambly uh, comedian guy. That is one of my favorite, favorite dudes.
2: Frick. Um... And what was the thing that you just said? Uh, Oh live I can text you a little thing. Live at Jittery Joe's. Yeah.
0: Um. These are all just suggestions. Stoked for our show. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should plug our show. Saturday. Oh this will
2: Saturday. I don't
0: think this will be out by then. Maybe I'll put it up before. Ah. I'll figure it out, man.
2: Don't no pressure though. (laughs) Any, either way, I'm stoked for our show. I'm
0: stoked for the show too, man.
2: Should we call the pile?
0: Yeah.
1: Happy Sad Talking. Happy Sad Talking. Happy Sad Talking. Happy Sad Talking.